Every house is haunted. Every man a ghost. Downstairs are very best. Upstairs are worst. We are often enough born in our homes. And in the end, we die in them. In between, we live. If we are lucky. It is said that one can never go home again. But I wonder, do we ever truly leave? You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. Episode 156. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we're talking about Home Sweet Hell. Ooh, spooky. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or is it sexy? I don't know. Hauntings have never been more sexual. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm J J J Raj in the building. Whoa, we've been that a long time. That was nice. Or Justin, to some of you listeners. No, no, it's it's J J J. It's like J J J. I don't know about you, but I I'm sporting a halfy right now. Between between my sexy intro and his J Raj. It's doing it for He's me. not lying. I can feel it across the table. <laughs> My knee is feeling unpleasant. That's your... Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I have no words. Yeah. I was going to uh, say something. But all right. I, I, have, I have a question for you guys before we get into anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Have you guys ever actually felt... I know I know. you've had stuff here. Jared ever... just said he felt it no, from across you... the table. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about like sort of haunted alive houses. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a situation where you like literally felt like the house that you were in was like evil? Uh, yeah. Like haunted, like not just haunting. Cause I know you've had the stuff here, like things go bump, whatever. Like I'm talking about like you feel like physically uncomfortable being in a house because yeah. like the aura of it is just off. Yes. You have? Yes. But what, what I, I want to know about this. <clears throat> My cousin, uh, TJ, I've talked about him on the show before. It's weird because it seemed to, it. I don't know what it was, if it was just his family or what the hell they had going on, but throughout my lifetime, they lived in three different houses and mm-hmm. all three of those houses, not the one in Gray so much, but the, the two, that the one that they had outside of Bad Axe and then the other one that they had uh, also outside of Bad Axe in Verona, both of those houses just had weird vibes about them. Do you think that the family was maybe haunted? Um, my, it's, like maybe it's following his, them. His mom, my aunt Sue, is convinced that she's got something following her. There was one time. Ooh, I just got chills just thinking about it. There was the, the one time in their Verona house I where I felt it in my knee. <laughs> 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 there was there was one time where my my aunt and my uncle. I've heard them both claim the same thing. And my uncle, he's not a bullshitter. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't make stuff up. They both claimed that they heard uh, just one night. All of a sudden, they they heard, uh, and this this house was out in the middle of nowhere. It was mm-hmm. pitch black at night. It was on a big piece of land. They had like some farm, basically farmland on all sides of them. And they both heard just blood curdling screams coming from outside somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is this is what they say. They claim this is true. And like I said, my my uncle does not bullshit. And 
so they they turned off the TV. They're like, what the fuck is going on? They thought it was an animal at first, and then they're like, oh my god, there's some woman being murdered outside. It's probably cats fucking outside. And they, <laughs> probably what it was. And they heard. You this, ever heard that? It, that sounds like people uh, getting murdered. <laughs> they gradually heard the screams getting closer and closer until the point there they were huddled in the middle of their dining room that looked uh, south out into this field. And they're huddled in, in the middle of the dining room. My my uncle had grabbed one of his shotguns because they're you know they live out in the country, so they sure. got just guns laying everywhere. They're they're in a case. He grabbed his he grabbed one of his maybe it was a Winchester repeater. Who knows? Um, that'll make sense later. But uh, he grabbed a shotgun. He, will it? <laughs> will it though? And uh, they they claim that they heard the screams getting closer and closer and closer to the house until they were right outside the window, and then all of a sudden they just stopped. That's like a That's kind of a classic up. thing, though. You, yeah. you you hear stories about like the, the very same thing where it sounds like something's rushing the house, mm-hmm. and then it's just gone. Yeah. Like I've heard that story before, so if they actually experience it, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And she's got some other gnarly stories about, like, she's the only person that I... She's the only person that I'm convinced has actually had a real experience with... Um, a Ouija board working properly. Really? Yeah. I have a Ouija board. Jay gave it to me, actually. Right? Yeah, yeah. you gave me your Ouija board, right? Yes, I did. I've, I have yet to use it, and I want to, but I'm waiting for the right opportunity, and I don't want to use it in my own home just in case. Yeah, I don't I know. I want to go somewhere else and use I, it. I know they're just toys, but they freak me out a little bit. Well, yeah. Because she, she claims that she, she couldn't find this key. It was missing for weeks. And couldn't find it, so she finally decided that she was going to use a Ouija board to see if, because she thinks that these spirits are following her. Mm-hmm. And she claims that she used it to try and find the key. And the thing, whatever was talking to her, told her check the step in the in the in the breezeway, like the back porch area. Mm-hmm. She's and she's like, no, I've checked, I've, I've checked everywhere. There's no way that the key is back there. <clears throat> and it said check. And so she went and she checked and she claims that the key was just sitting right there on the step in the breezeway. So she comes back and she starts talking to this thing again and she says, where are you? And it says, fly. And she goes, fly. And then she looks over and (laughs) again, I'm not making this up. This is all coming. This is all coming from her. She says she looked over and she had a candle lit on the table and right next to the candle, there was a, 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 a fly sitting there. And she said she waved at it. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't take off. It wasn't dead. It didn't take off. It was crawling around. She touched it. It wouldn't take off. And then finally, when she ended, you know, the seance or the ritual, whatever she had going on, the fly finally flew away. Weird. That's a, that's I, bizarre. I know it sounds like bullshit, and it no, it no. could possibly be bullshit, but dude, she, I don't know, man. Like that's that's what she claims. So I mean, yeah, a Ouija board seems innocuous enough. Like it's just a piece of plastic sure. and a piece of cardboard. Yeah. But like, like. It's not it's not the board itself right. that's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it can be anything. Besides, toys can sometimes bring out things in you and things around you that you had never even considered. Like have you ever used a rabbit? They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're speaking of the uh the adult the adult toy? Yes. The rabbit. Yeah, no, you know, an actual rabbit. I don't have any personal experience with one, but I know people, and uh, yeah, I mean, the things, yeah, I've heard people say that it felt out like they body, were possessed when they out were. of body experience. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, obviously, I've, I've spoken in the past about the things that happened on here, but a real quick briefing. I had a uh, the first thing that ever happened in this house. I was working on a project around 2 a.m. No one's awake, and all of a sudden, I feel a presence right next to my shoulder, and all of a sudden, a, a soda can sitting on the desk starts to rattle and shake. A guitar cable coiled up on the desk gets thrown off and falls to the floor, and then something really close to my ear just leans in and goes, 
And I go, okay, I'm done, but chill back there. You can watch me work. I got to get this project done. And then we've had things like thrown off of tables and stuff after that. It's, it's but, weird. But but did you ever feel like there was like, like the house itself was evil? Though? It, w- it was never evil feeling. You know? I always welcomed it. And I was just like, hey, like when I would feel th- or something weird would happen in the basement or something move or get knocked off a table down here. I'd be like, hey, come chill out, sit on the couch, watch me work, <laughs> hang out. I, I named him George. Uh-huh. And uh, there hasn't been anything in a long time. But If you're like, a long listener of the show, you've you know, heard about George Yeah, before. you know George. <laughs> yeah, the only time where I felt something was really evil, a friend of mine um, was having some really, really weird experiences in their new house that they bought. Mm-hmm. The address was 16661. Ooh. And uh, they said, man, there's been same kind of thing. Things getting, do- uh, cupboard doors being slammed, all this stuff. And so they said, bring some mics over. Let's record some EVP and maybe let it run all night long. Mm-hmm. So the only thing we caught was some footsteps uh, through the kitchen across the linoleum. And, uh, but the, uh, his wife at the time was kind of making fun of us and giving us some issues with it and uh, saying, you know, you guys are crazy. Nothing's going on. So the next day, we're gone. She's home by herself in the bedroom. And all of a sudden, stampeding. She's got her rabbit out. <laughs> there was a uh, stampeding back and forth across their hardwood floor in the living room. Really? And no one's in the house. It's just boom, 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 boom. Ghost said, buffalo? It, it, it was so loud. She had it, and it was right there. And she walked out the door, and it was just stampeding back and forth, and nothing was there. That's weird. And uh, they did a, uh, a prayer thing with holy water and all that after that, and they never had any other. Oh any other experiences but we had a heat gun that could register the heat of this breezeway room where all the main activity was at mm-hmm. you go on the wall and it was like what up 67 degrees or something and they had a crucifix hanging on the wall so we go six inches over onto jesus's head and it was 89 degrees really yeah weird that was weird but again you're asking if we've ever it's you're talking about like the actual bones of the house it, like the house itself being evil it i don't think i've evil. ever explained anything or i don't the, think i've ever experienced the, anything like that the closest that. thing that i ever got to and i think i've told the story before is there was a i was a friend of a friend back when i was a little bit younger they had a house that was one of the oldest um like old farmhouses in this area uh, it was like back when like uh like like a lot of these areas that we live in in metro detroit used to be swampland way back in the day um, what? I went to adjust my hat because I'm used to wearing a ball cap and I'm, I go like this. There's go, no, there's no brim. <laughs> um, but a lot of the uh, lands around here, though, used to be swampland, especially over by the water more and mm-hmm. St. Louis Shores. Yeah. And one of the houses that, uh, like I said, my friend of a friend's family lived in was one of the older farmhouses in the area. It had been there for a very long time. And uh, it was, I, I've told this story before, it was very much a stir of echoes kind of thing where there was, in the original blueprints of the house, there was a room underneath the front porch that has been sealed off since long before they owned the house. Mm. And their house was extremely haunted. The mother had been pushed down the stairs. My buddy, um, uh, the guy that I knew, refused to sleep in his room because he would wake up and his uh, his covers would be would be shaking up and down on top of him. And yeah. there's pressure on his chest saying, get out. Like, mm-hmm. all this, like, weird weird stuff or whatever they come back from vacation and uh they were avid hunters and they come back from vacation and every one of their deer heads and like fish they had mounted would be either upside down or on the floor oh that's weird creepy 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 stuff and that's the only house that i've ever been into where the second you walk into it your skin is just crawling like your the hair just <clears throat> it's like you cross a threshold was this and just, the, the whole did you feel of the house like that before changes. you ever heard any of these stories yeah because i didn't like know the stories walked in, you're like, i didn't oh, know the stories bad until later no shit sure. like, it, was, it was that same night that i heard the stories sure but like i i very the reason that we got onto it talking about it is because like something it was just a weird house i think i think somebody thought they heard something and then the story started coming out and i'm like yeah. i have felt weird the sec since the second i walked into this house yeah 
Um, so I don't know if that's like uh, the feeling of the house being haunted or <clears throat> the house itself, but that's the closest I've ever had to it. Reason I ask is because the very movies we're talking about tonight, which we'll get into in a little bit though, is not so much about a haunted house, but houses that have been specifically constructed because of one reason or another. Yeah. Um, one of the movies that we talked about, um, I'll just mention it real quick here, is a movie called Winchester. Um, now, movie aside, have you heard the story of Winchester before? I have, yeah. It's okay. pretty fascinating. It's a, it's a fascinating story. If you've never heard the story of Winchester, uh, there's a really good book called Captive of the Labyrinth. Uh, it's a biography on Sarah Winchester, which is the uh, the movie's primary uh, character. Mm -hmm. And she's a real-life character and how she was, uh, she was like haunted by all the souls of people that were killed by the Winchester repeating rifle. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're interested in that, you can go over to audibletrial.com slash thebuzzkillpodcast. And uh, if you sign up for a free 30-day trial, you can get this book absolutely for free. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you cancel your membership anytime, you get to keep the book. Uh, it's a great deal. Helps the show out when you do it. Um, again, that's audibletrial.com slash thebuzzkillpodcast. And uh, yeah, Captive of the Labyrinth. That's the book I'm recommending for this week because you can learn all about... Uh, this really creepy story, and it's awesome. Really crazy stuff. It I've, is. I want to. I want to go visit that house sometime. Yes. Because I, I, they've been doing um, tours of it since the twenties, I believe. Yes. Which is weird. When I read that, I didn't realize that they'd been doing tours for that long. Yeah. It was like right after she died, they started doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a, the place is already a museum. You mm -hmm. don't even have to do anything with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, they had to rebuild part of it because it was it was uh, it was involved in a really bad earthquake. Um, well, I actually, did some reading about her. She got trapped in her room. Sarah Winchester got During trapped in her room because, like, the two top floors crumbled and, like, rubble blocked her yeah. room. Yeah. And it was, like, right after that, she never stayed in the house again. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, read, I read something different. I read... Ooh. Well, maybe... In, unless it was a second... Unless it I was a second uh, earthquake because I, I read that... Uh, so the, the house at one point in time... When she first bought it, it was a small house. Mm -hmm. And then she built and built and built and built, and it was eventually seven stories high. And then a really terrible earthquake took out, like, the top three levels or something. Yeah. So they completely got rid of those top three levels, and then she just started expanding the house outward instead of upward. Okay. Maybe what I read, maybe then I either read something wrong or I misconstrued what I read. Because it maybe sounds like the same to read thing. The book. Is it possible that... Uh... <laughs> I, think I, need, I think that I need to read the book, guys. <laughs> Uh, but that's we'll talk about yeah. com slash the buzzkill podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that. It's That's really fascinating. We'll talk about it more when we mm -hmm. get to the movie Winchester. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what else, uh, what's been going on this week, boys? Not uh, not a heck of a whole lot, man. Not, not a whole, you, you say, there's a, there's a, there's a few phrases <laughs> that you say really weird. Not a heck of a whole not lot. Not a heck of a whole lot. It's not a, it's not a whole heck of a lot. Not a whole heck of a lot. Not what? a heck of a whole lot. Wait, what what yeah. are you even saying right now? I'm saying the proper way to say it. No. Yeah. No, I've literally never like heard say, anybody say it the way he it's just like said it. It's like when you say dabs when you say dab smack. I, I will dab say, smack in the middle. <laughs> I'll give you that one. But uh, not not a whole heck of a lot. Is yeah. that not a I've whole heck never, of a lot? I have never heard anybody in my life say it that way. Jay, okay. can you can you be the buffer here? Jay not always, a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> Jay always goes with you on these arguments. <laughs> because you're wrong. No, no, no. It's not it's because, because I'm wrong. It's because I'm sitting next to him. If I don't, he punches me. You're, you're not a not a whole heck of a lot versus not a heck of a whole lot. Yeah. So how much is a heck? Is a heck a measurement device? Well, heck is uh, heck would be you know you're you're replacing the word hell, right? Yeah. So how much is hell? Not a hell of a it's whole a hell lot. Of a lot. Not a whole. 
So it's so, yeah. So say it with hell. So say it. Say it with hell. Not a hell of a whole lot, or not of a, not a whole. <laughs> not a whole. You're saying not anymore. a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> I think they're both stupid. Just stop. Just stop saying it. No, um, saying the, it not a heck of a whole lot is totally wrong. I'm sorry. I, I okay. Wait, you know weigh what? in on this, listeners. People. Sound off. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually just my last week has been nothing but working like crazy. I had a pretty long 20 hour work day on uh, on Monday. It's our annual. Uh, we had a th- we have a thing at work called the Oyster Fest, which mm. is basically like a. It's all the restaurants in the whole area come around under a big tent, and you pay one price, and you get to eat a bunch of food and drink a bunch oysters, of beers. Oysters, specifically. Just oysters. Ugh, I won't eat them. That you won't eat oysters? Oh, I tried them once, and it was like somebody's hawking loogies <laughs> down my throat, and it was the most <laughs> disgusting thing. You're oh, not God. into that, huh? Just a, nice, just a nice big longer. You can you can <laughs> you can spit anywhere on me, just not in my throat. You can't spit anywhere on me. I don't want that. <laughs> don't. That's disgusting. Oh my god. Actually, I'm kind of with you on that one. Um, no, it's just gross. I can't do raw. Now, like oysters Rockefeller that are like cooked or whatever, all day. That's totally fine. Uh, what are those steamed? I think you mean Ro- Rockefeller oysters. Rock- <laughs> I think you mean. I think you mean. I think you mean oy Rockefellersters. <laughs> oh, I can't with you guys today. Um, no cooked oysters. Oysters I'm 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 a okay with, but like raw out of the shell oysters I just I can't do it. I've I never actually tried it. them. Uh, Are you a texture person? I because I'm a big texture person. So I it's am. Like, I've heard people describe them as like a big salty salty booger. Yep. So exactly I'm not. What yeah, it is. like that's not even with hot sauce and like that kind of stuff on it. It just it, it was just a spicy booger. That's all it was. Like. At, at that point, like people are like, oh yeah, you just you just you you slurp it in and then you just swallow it and it's like. Well, what's the point then? The whole the whole part of enjoying food is the chewing, because that's when you get all the flavor. I agree. If you're just sucking something down and then swallowing it, <laughs> <laughs> who's making them this week? Not what's me. The, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, yeah. So that's all you've had going on. It's pretty much been a work oriented week. So yeah, it's right on, kind right of a boring, on. kind of a boring time for me. Um, well, first of all, I'd <laughs> I'd like to say uh, happy nine year anniversary to my wife. Today's our anniversary. Oh, who's, 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 and I'm spending it here with you assholes. Wait, today's your, today's your anniversary? <laughs> yes. Oh. It's well, October you, 2nd. You not being there is probably the most fulfilled she's been in nine years. So. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> this was actually a huge favor to her, me getting out of the house for the night. So, <laughs> Why don't we change it to tomorrow? I, it's, it's a Wednesday. An anniversary on a Wednesday? Who cares? <laughs> I said that's, hey. that's what nine years of marriage gets you right there. Well, no, we'll do something this weekend. You know, we'll go out and have a nice dinner or something. Sure. You know, maybe she'll spit in my mouth. I don't know. Maybe she's. <laughs> we'll see she, where the night may, takes maybe us. Maybe she's playing with uh, a Ouija board or maybe a different toy yeah. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, no, uh, it's it's my anniversary. Well, happy nine, anniversary nine years. Guys. So I've I've officially been married for over a quarter of my life. Is that weird? No, it just means you're old. <laughs> It's just it's gone by so fast, man. Two kids, nine years, it's nutty. And yep. I'm still I, I'm still as mature, well, if not least, less mature yeah. than I was on the day I got married. What? Let's say at least twice it was nutty. <laughs> For thirty <laughs> seconds or so. <laughs> but uh also I, I took my, my lovely daughter on a field trip to Blake's I Apple Cider Orchard uh, Blake's that. Apple Orchard today. That was a lot of fun. It was kinda nice. Uh it was overcast and sort of like misting, like mm-hmm. sprinkling all day. Is I I would much prefer that over a sunny day. 
Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I hate any kind of moisture see, in the air. See, nine years ago... no. Well, no, it wasn't like a humid moisture, though. It was cool. No, it was like when you, wet, when you, go to, you feel It was like when you go to time. Cedar Point and you, those misting fans around you. I'm okay with it oh, for it a couple lovely. of seconds, but like if you're walking around on that all day, you just feel uh, it's wet great. to me. Like it's, uh, I was, you're picking apples and, like, and, and drinking cider and stuff. Mm. It's fine if you are a little wet. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, uh, that was fun. That was uh, that was cool. Um, what the, I I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, there was something. There was a there was a direction I was taking that, but I can't remember what it was. Apple so. Orchard uh, anniversary anniversary Blake's apple. Blake's. I, don't, I don't know. Who, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. It was a good day with my daughter. Good. <laughs> what about you, Jay? Not a heck of a whole lot. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> just been uh, working there. <laughs> That's it. Just uh, me and you. Just been trucking along, trying to finish up some paint touch-ups on the on the old Stang. And uh, how's she looking? Good. Yeah. She, uh, have a, she have a name? Yeah, Justin. The same <laughs> name as me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I had a couple touch-ups I, I redid recently over that, and finally got back a chance to finish up polishing it up and stuff. And uh, this week got uh, it's the wife's birthday, so we're also going out on the weekend, not during the week here. And mm. uh, you guys want a double date? Possibly. Probably not. I'll just, I'll <laughs> no, just no, not with you. I'll just be at home alone, guys. Okay. And it's also That's, that sounds fine. It's also us. kind of our anniversary. Why? Well, our is it your our meet, dating is it anniversary. Your anniversary? Our, our old, before we were married, our anniversary was on the third of October. Mm, mm-hmm. So now that we're married, as of this year, do, do you still celebrate that? It's do you, do you not? Some people do. Some people don't. You know, fucking Brian and his wife. They still they celebrate their. Meetiversary and their dateiversary and their uh, first kiss anniversary. Yeah, they've got and, uh, they've got all kinds of first time seeing the boobies anniversary, <laughs> the boob anniversary. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, that's, we're doing that's a, we're, we're having a nice time going out this weekend and uh, gonna go to a Red Wings game. Cool man, oh, cool. sounds good. Sounds good. They uh, probably won't win. <laughs> <laughs> It'll still be a grand time. Mm. What? I forgot to mention to you. I had something life changing this week. Oh. I'm not kidding you when okay. I say that. Okay. So there is KFC is doing a new thing, oh, and it's not sake. it's not it's not in state, <laughs> but they're doing a new thing where they have a fried chicken sandwich that instead of using buns, they use donuts. Ridiculous! That's no Gla- glazed donuts. They uh, more specifically, basically Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh shit! Now here's the thing. Now here's the thing. This wouldn't normally be life altering, but yeah. like sometimes food transcends you. Yeah. This transcended me, and it sounds dumb. Like 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 donut burgers, people have done before. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of donut burgers. No, right? no beef beef with it doesn't uh, work to me. Beef with a sweet yeah. donut bun doesn't sound f- good. Like you've had breakfast sandwiches, though, like a, like a McGriddle, for example, or uh, Tim Hortons have, has their waffle version of it, where yeah. it's like the very sweet buns or whatever with the sausage or whatever. Or they've got the uh, the the maple waffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good, mm-hmm. but there is something about the sweetness of a Krispy Kreme donut and the glaze mm-hmm. and fried chicken yeah. that is legitimately life altering. So yeah, now that's, you that's that, the taste of it you, is that's the taste of you dying. I was gonna say I you, don't you, got, care. you got the heart attack that is KFC <laughs> mixed with the heart attack that is Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not dying. saying <laughs> can I get a crave case of those? The KFCs up here actually aren't doing it. So we made our own at work. Oh well, this no, is no, no, bullshit. No, no, no. It's literally the exact same thing because if you go, if you go online and you you read, because we actually read what they how they make it. It's literally just a piece of KFC fried chicken and a glazed donut. That's pretty much it. Hmm. How'd so, you find the secret recipe? Yeah, it's, there's no secret to it. It just it just is what it is. Oh, you went so to we KFC, got KFC and bought, chicken, okay, yeah. and we literally got 
Krispy Kreme donuts, donuts, cut them in half, made buns. Now, KFC uses two full donuts on either side. We cut ours in half. Oh, yeah. We that's, cut ours in half. We figured much, the ratio would be a little yeah, off. I was going to say, that's too much donut it is, to chicken. It is life-changing. It is so good. Hmm. Now, much, did you put the, the inside of the donut on the outside as to not get your hands all sticky? You yeah. know what? We thought about that afterwards. We did not. But we thought about that afterwards. Because that would definitely tongue. be a... The thing about Krispy Kreme donuts, though, they're so soft that your fingers just kind of go through them anyway because you're, you're yeah, not but eating the inside it the... doesn't have any glaze so you you know yeah, flip it here's that's true that's here's true. let me let me crank it up a notch Ooh. you uh you you throw the donuts under a broiler uh-huh. for a minute and let the the glaze caramelize a little oh, bit oh there you go get a little bit go. of a crispy crust on yep. crispy cream yep. crispy crispy crust crispy cream crispy crust <laughs> <laughs> and let that go and then with the chicken yeah and honestly, I feel like you could even put a little bit of sauce on there. Hot sauce. Kind. Hot sauce. Absolutely. Yeah. We didn't do that, but yeah. So I, mm. I, I got to call out where this came Mustard. from, though. Interesting. The only reason I found out about this is because of nice uh, Dijonese. a show that I showed I thought I showed you about. The um, It's called Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link. I, <clears throat> I so, don't like you giving people the impression that we speak outside of this show to each other. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So just um, kind of can. That I'm an a avid bit. watcher of that. At least you know I, I catch up on it at least mm-hmm. once a week or whatever. Um, and one of the things that they had done was a uh, was a fried chicken that was actually coated in glaze. Oh so they didn't my. use the donut. It was like some weird salty sweet mix up thing that they were doing. And so I actually tried to look up a recipe for it because it looked amazing, yeah. right? And then I found out that KFC is actually making it. And then we went out and bought the ingredients. So there's like a whole process to how this came to be. Mm. But I'm so happy I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it is life changing. <laughs> food is one of those. Uh, food is one of those common denominators amongst all of us yep. that it's it it can it's something that everybody can talk about. Yep. Well, except for you, Jay. You can't, I don't think you could eat any part of that sandwich, could you? No way. Can you Jose. not have? You can't have Krispy Kreme donuts or chicken. Well, obviously not the chicken <laughs> or, or or any kind of glaze, especially because it comes sometimes from. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right, let's. That's it. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of uh, things that are terrible, let's get into some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, so uh, last week was uh, last week was a fun episode, but we got a whole bunch of shit wrong. Oh, she was a doozy. How many? How many corrections do you have? Uh. I guess two. I don't know. I have seven. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. I'll let you get yours out first. Okay. Um. So, first of all, Carney, thank you, Carney, for texting me earlier today. I also did learn this on my own prior to this, but uh, I got to I gotta give him credit where credit is due. Um. When we were talking about the mystery Oreos, mm-hmm. and then I said, uh, perhaps, a cre- perhaps from a creature who lives on the step, and I was like, what if the creature who lives on a step is Teddy Roosevelt? Sure. A.K.A. Teddy Bears, A.K.A. Teddy Grams. These mystery Oreos are Teddy Grams. Sure. Um, Teddy Roosevelt did not grow up on the Great Plains. Oh. He was very involved with the Great Plains, and he's and he he's he was instrumental in uh, starting the the, the 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 national parks yep. Um, yep. system, you know. But he didn't grow up on the stuff. He actually grew up in New York. Oh. He did spend a short amount of time. Uh, different I think kind I, of wildlife. Yeah, <laughs> totally different kind of wildlife. Um, he did. He did spend, uh, I think, two or three years in South Dakota as a rancher okay. in his younger years. So you know, he kind of, he he grew. He, he didn't grow up on the Great Plains. He lived in the Great Plains. For, that's probably where he got his love for the Great Plains and decided to go back and start the national parks because of the time that he spent. Carney, if I'm uh, bullshitting again, you'll let me know. 
when he um when he spent all of his time as a rancher though mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure that no one knows exactly where he lived mm. uh because it was a hidden valley <laughs> shut up <laughs> hidden valley ranch <laughs> is from california you fool uh, Hidden Valley Ranch is really terrible, by the way. I love it. All right, what? It's terrible. <laughs> okay. Okay, All hold right, on. Just, Wait, just no, move no, on. No, 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 just, hold no, on. We don't hold need on. to... <laughs> everybody, knows, everybody knows us Midwesterners, or if you don't know, us us folks in the Midwest have an affinity for ranch yes. dressing, and people like to make fun of us for it, and I, be, I think it's because you've never tried ranch before. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Right? Mm-hmm. I grew up on Hidden Valley Ranch I thinking it was Valley. delicious, but then when I moved down here, I didn't have access to good ranch when I was in Bad Axe. Hidden Valley is good ranch, dude. It's not. No. No, because th- then you come down here and you get ranch from, like, Buddies or Jets or even Cloverleaf. Okay, okay. Hidden Valley is good for pre-made, store-bought ranch. It's still it's it, I, it's still not as good as Wishbone Ranch. Hidden, Hidden Valley tastes like chemicals. Excuse it does. It's you bad. gotta get the buttermilk. That's why. Oh, the oh. You get a little bit of a twang. Oh, okay. Oh, it's so much better. So right. much better. And if and if you don't know why we love ranch so much in in uh, just put it on everything and then you'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, come 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 to the Midwest. Go to Buddies or something like that. Get what, yourself what some you really doing? good. What are ranch. you doing in the Midwest? Huh? What are you doing in the Midwest? Come to the coming in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> You're like come 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 to come, the Midwest. Come come to the Midwest. So put sorry. Put that that's... shit on everything. We don't use milk. <laughs> In cereal, who uses milk in cereal? Ranch dressing. Oh my god! There's actually people who have uh, ranch dressing fountains at their weddings. Oh and yeah. Stuff. Oh god. They're, the, they're the best people. Yeah. <laughs> like screw that chocolate bullshit. Get her. Get yourself a ranch fountain. I'm gonna have a hot, uh, so- I'm gonna have a hot sauce fountain in mine. <clears throat> the other thing that I have is an update. Oh, what's that? Because we did, and it's in the same vein as the uh, mystery Oreos. We have an update, and we believe. That we have, oh, oh. we we believe we made a mistake last week when we said that it was Teddy Graham. Should I actually give away the? Uh, why not? Yeah, why not? Because yeah, let's uh, the, yeah the, go on Oreos.com and uh, and and put this in because it is correct. Yep. And give, get yourself a chance to win fifty thousand dollars. It's not Teddy Graham's. It's churros. Yeah. We fig- and you the, figured the it out. Reason, you're absolutely yeah. Right. The reason we figured it out is because another uh, another uh, clue came out. And the clue was uh, history is divided on who invented it. It was either shepherds or sailors. Yep. So I started digging around on the internet. I found out. So it it falls in line with a creature who lives on the step, and also so the creature who lives on the step is the animal, the burrow. and then the whoever Wait, um, burrow. Why did no, I say not burrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then who who invented it? Like if you go to the Wikipedia page for this particular food, it's it's within the first couple lines. Hmm. So uh, it's churros, yep. Because uh, there's a there's a, a a breed of sheep called the Navajo churro sheep that lives on the step. Uh, I don't know where they are. I don't know exactly where they are on the step, but they're there. And obviously Navajo just, churro, you could front. make the connection to churros, which a lot of people dip them in chocolate, which was another one of the clues. Mm-hmm. It's got the honey, the cinnamon, the fried goodness. It's, it's, a, it's definitely it's a, churros. It's churros. So head over to Oreo.com and enter yourself in the uh, contest to try and win $50,000. Why is uh, is it General Mills, I believe, that make... Who makes Cheerios? General Mills? Um... Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Why have why has General Mills never come out with a Cheerios flavored Cheerios? I think there's actually a I think there is a Cheerios, isn't there? I don't think so. 
I'm going to look it up. Because I don't I, think so, but there should be. Because if there's not, there should there be. There absolutely I swear should I've be. Okay, so since trademark, we have so many trademark, other... Trademark, Podcast. Okay. Since, since we have so many other corrections, get to um, it. If you went to the Scum and Villainy Cantina uh, last week after I told you you can get blue milk there, and I told you that it tastes like a white Russian, you might have been disappointed uh, <laughs> because it doesn't act not actually a white Russian. I was wrong. Uh, it's actually called Wretched Blue Milk, a homestead classic. That's what they call it. It's made with rum, Coco Lopez, blue... You're going to... What's his name, James? Blue... Curacao. 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 Yep, I can't say that word. And pineapple juice. That is... <laughs> pineapple? And that's what that's what the blue, wretched blue milk is Sounds delicious. From. It does sound delicious. Yeah. But There's if you're no expecting a white Russian, you were, might have been disappointed. Oh, sh- Look at that. It is... Oh, uh, no, but, but that's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. General though. Mills Cinnamon Toast Crunch Churros. I'm talking about Cheerio. Like Cheerios, No, Cheerios. yeah, Cheerios, Cheerios. It would make sense, but it I would. don't know. It would. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on here. Uh, the Amusement Park. I said that it was basically a PSA for something. This yeah. was that George Romero unreleased film. Oh, yeah. It's basically a PSA, or they claim, um, reviews say it's basically a PSA on age discrimination. That's what it is. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't remember what it was. Um, let's see here. I was so close on this one, but just a little bit off. Uh, Michael Lives, the uh, documentary on Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. I said it was five hours long. It's four and a half hours long. Oh, you I was so dumb close. Bastard. Um, let's see here. Eric Avari is not Egyptian. He is of Indian descent. Oh, okay. So there you go. Um, let's see here. Uh, so you'll love this one. Paris has no surf. I looked it up. It doesn't. <laughs> Paris has no surf. Then why? So, so let me. Here. <clears throat> okay. It is three hours from the nearest coast, okay. which would be the English Channel. Okay. In the English, However, does the there, English channel now that being said, there are really good surf spots in France, but they're in Biarritz, France. I think I said that right. Biarritz. Biarritz. It's, I think it's Bear Grylls. <laughs> it's pronounced Bear Grylls. Um, in Bear Grylls, France, there are really good <laughs> surf spots, but that is seven and a half hours from Paris. I mean... Where it, the fuck was this guy going surfing in Paris? I mean, like, maybe, <laughs> he, he, maybe he was going to France and then he was going to hitchhike to okay, Bear Okay, you know what? I'm not buying it. Also, I was right... And in Flight of the Living Dead, they do fly out of Los Angeles. Therefore, three hours into their flight, when shit took, when everything happened, they could have very easily landed the plane anywhere. No, because they were headed to Tokyo. No, no. Tokyo was Flight 7500. We knew that when they flew from L.A. Oh, they were flying to France. I said they went to France from L.A. as well in Flight of the Living Dead, and you didn't think they did, but I looked it up. They did. Both movies flew out of L.A. That's what I'm saying. And they flew over the continental U.S. to get to Paris. So they did. Oh, typical flights do. Wouldn't there? But wouldn't there be a connecting flight <clears throat> somewhere? Well, maybe, but you would have landed regardless. It wouldn't. I, that's my point. It wouldn't make sense to. So they would have landed in, in the continental U.S. no matter yeah, what. Yeah, that movie makes no sense. Yeah, that's my, that's that's my whole point here. And my last, my last thing is, I watched the CBS Sunday Morning clip with Renee Zellweger when you were talking about uh, how they were talking about uh, Texas Chainsaw. Four, yes, basically, yeah. And here's the weird thing about it. Now we had, we were mentioning that we thought <clears throat> Renee Zellweger had struck this movie from her past, yeah, and like didn't ever want to be associated with it, yeah. In the actual interview, they don't talk about it. Like I said, I couldn't hear. Yeah, it yeah. My, so they yeah. don't actually talk about it. They just, just all they say all they say is that you know your career didn't start with you know Bridget Jones Diary and all that stuff. Mm. You know some of the, your first movies, like a lot of actors, weren't that good. And when they talk about that, they're showing clips from Texas Chainsaw. I don't know that they got permission to do that, and I, I wonder if Renee Zellweger's people saw it before it aired. 
I can't. Well, because if she, because if her camp went so far out of their way to get her likeness taken off that box art, yeah. there's no way that they would have agreed to show her in the movie on CBS Morning. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. wouldn't make sense. And so I wonder if they just did it, just not <laughs> knowing. And by the time it aired, it was just too late. And what are they going to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That's interesting. So, yeah. It wasn't really a correction. That was just more of a follow-up. But yeah. 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 Hmm. But interesting, though. I, I think that that's probably what happened. That's quite possible. Those shiesty bastards over right? at CBS. Right? Maybe there's, a, maybe there's a horror fan in the editing room who's like, I'm going to show her. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> you fucked up my Scream Factory box. <laughs> Bridget Jones' Diary 2 sucked. <laughs> actually, I don't think it did. Bridget Jones' Diary is actually a good movie. I watched it last year with Aaron. You know what would be better? What? Bridget Jones' Diary of the Dead. Mmm. So nice. Better, right? Really nice. Right? All right. All right. Cool. Well, is that it? That's all I got. Cool. All right. Well, this week we are talking about uh, not really haunted houses. It's uh, evil houses, sort yeah. of like houses the that houses were constru- themselves are constructed for a purpose with nefarious reasons. Yeah. Does that make sense? Wouldn't the, sort of. It, no. I, well, I don't think the Winchester house was necessarily constructed for nefarious reasons. Okay. Fine. It was. It was to avoid certain things. I think. It doesn't matter. You kind of get the point. It's so, about the construction of haunted houses. Right. There you uh, go. That's so this week we watched Abattoir yes. from 2018? 2014. Tw- oh, 2014. Mm-hmm. My God. Nope, 2016. 2016. Split uh, the difference. Darren Lynn Bowsman. Yep. And Winchester. 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 Uh, starring Dame Helen Mirren um, in an interesting role uh, directed by the Spirit Brothers. That one's from 2018. That one's from 2018. That's the one, okay. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's also from the bowels of hell. <laughs> yes, very interesting film. I mean, so, I mean, what did we think of it? Stay tuned. <laughs> so to go along with that, yes. Mike got us a nice little beer from a, from a brewery I've never even heard of. I can't believe I found this. I walked around the store for almost an hour today. Now, can Jay have this? Oh, I didn't look it up. Okay. Jay, um, you might need to... Yeah, probably. It's just a cattle pilsner. I can't imagine there's anything in it. That okay, you can't have. I I don't know why, but I just look at the I look at the the number of shades of brown on the <laughs> on the you think of on chocolate. the label, and I think of chocolate and. But milk usually, and... but usually chocolate and beer is cocoa. They don't usually use like milk chocolate and beers. So oh, cacao, cacao, cocaine, cacao. All right, so from McKellar, McKellar Brewing. Is that how you? Yep. From McKellar Brewing in San Diego. This is. Uh, this is building this is blocks. This great, man. It was made in a whale's vagina. Oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, isn't San Diego? <laughs> isn't San Diego the one with that just has human feces everywhere? It's San Diego, right? I don't think so. Yeah, or is it San Francisco? We were, ta- we were talking about the we were talking about the map and the the poo patrol. How do you not remember this? I don't remember this at all. We were talking about this right after you got home from California. The map and poop patrol. What are you talking about? There's a problem in California right now where people are literally just shitting in the streets. Oh, we're talking about pissing on the streets because LA smelled like piss. No, no, I was talking about I was talking about shit. There's actually a map you can look up online where there's there it's every every brown mark uh, denotes human feces, and the entire map is brown. Interesting. And and they actually have a government funded 
poop patrol that goes out and cleans human feces up off the streets. Well, am I talking shit about California right now? You are. Yeah, I am. If that's the case, my brother lived in San Diego for five years. I never heard any stories about poopy beaches. We'll look it up. I might so, uh, I might be wrong about where it is exactly. Maybe that's I thought the, it was San maybe Diego. Maybe that's why the Canada is Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at this. Look at the beaker just filled with... <laughs> Human shit. <laughs> While you're talking about that shit, this beer is vegan friendly according it is? to barnivore.com. Okay. Barnivore, Barnivore, yeah, man. And all Barnivore their beers, just unless absolutely the, awesome, except for the couple beers listed on that website, or it will say on the can if it has something of that in there. According to Once according again, to the, the beer company, most of these smaller brewing companies, it's part of like craft beer culture, which vegans are a lot a part of. Yeah. Vegans, vegetarians, and ever. You know, I think it all goes hand. Like I said, I think you're hard for us to find any beers that aren't specifically made with it. Aren't gonna have it. Only drink beer with cruelty-free hops. Well, <laughs> well, a lot of them fish th- fish uh, filter through like the fish bones and all that stuff. Yeah, you or know? the what is it? Fish uh, livers. Uh, is, how do you say it? I always forget. Ising glass. glass. I, I don't know. I forget about the actual pronunciation yeah. of it. Yeah, where they filter it through hey. fish parts. Yeah. Hey, do you want some of this fish bladders or whatever? Ising glass. All right. Uh, sorry. So this is from McKellar Brewing in San Diego. <laughs> Uh, when two German kings blend, <laughs> when two German kings, we all know what the Germans are famous for, right? <laughs> Come on. Scheiße. When two German kings blend, there is an amazing beer as a result for sure. And the, this is, this was written not by someone whose English is their first language. So I read it. Read it as is. When two German kings blend, there is an amazing beer as a result for sure, and there is where building blocks comes from. Similar to a cellar beer, but juicier than most lagers, sweet and toasty malts and a hint of spices. <laughs> the punctuation is amazing. It's, uh, it, there is no punctuation. There's one period in that, oh, two periods in the entire thing. Uh, hops, Saz, and Howlertau Blanc. Sure. Howlertau Blanc. Hmm. Okay. 5.4%. And, uh, yeah. So this beer is called Building Blocks because Uh, we're talking about building houses, right? Building Blocks. All right. Crack it and rag it, boys. Cheers. Cheers. You know what? It's good. It's pretty good. There's nothing special about it. Um, yeah. Kind of a, I, this is kind of a standard good drinking lager. It's one of those beers I could drink all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just weird because I'm Actually, still, there's something psychological that this can does to me where I see the, the color scheme that they picked and I'm I'm expecting caramel taste or like a or a chocolatey taste and there's nothing to it really. It's just perhaps, a straight up lager. Perhaps this is what Keller style is. I don't know what Keller style is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It actually drinks like an IPA. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It has a little bit of a bite on the back end. It a little has, bit. It has sort of an... It reminds me of the an IPA, that taste that it kind of leaves in your mouth. On, on the back? On the back it's end? It's not, not in the back. It's actually the whole mouth. It, it, it's, it's spread around. <laughs> it's like um, if you... It, it, it's like if you blended a Labatt in an IPA together. That's what I get. Yeah, from. See, that's what... Like, sort actually, of, yeah. now that you say that, um, Labatt, it tastes like a Labatt to me. But a little bit of hops. Uh, there's a little bit of a yeah, a spicy twang. Yeah, I mm. like it a lot. I would buy it. I do too. It's a good, it's a good drinking beer. Yeah, you could definitely, yeah. like you said, you could drink it all day long. That's not bad. Okay, Shiza, that's good. We uh, let's make we gotta make up for some time here, gentlemen. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. All, all right. right, let's do it. Um, yes. 
Jimmy Tony. Oh boy. Yep. I forgot about him. Yep. Okay. What's he been up to? Anything exciting in his life this week? <clears> oh, <throat> uh, he got his internet back up and working. I think um, I remember that, yep, right? Yep. I think he's pretty much just been cruising MySpace and stuff. Oh, okay. he's, that, that he's, sounds about right. He's still on MySpace, so yeah. that's like I don't think he's discovered Facebook yet. <laughs> so I don't know. Let's give him a call. See what I he's doing. Kind of figured he'd be on FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> you don't have to be lonely. <laughs> At FarmersOnly.com. I think James is on FarmersOnly a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, let's call this some bitch. All right. It's Jimmy Tony's Marvelous Minute. Jimmy Tony. Yeah. Hey. What's going on, boy? Jimmy how, how Tony in the building, hey, but not really because you're on the phone. Oh. Well, you're, you're, I'm, I'm in a building. I'll say you almost gave me a heart attack when you said he was in the building. I was like, oh god, no! <laughs> I wasn't. Bro- I wasn't prepared for this. If you if you consider a, a, a cardboard box up in a tree a building, I am in a building. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> What's been happening, brother man? Oh, not too much, boys. I've just been hanging out trying to make trying to make some of that money. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I, I gotta make this kind of quick, boys. I got a business to run here. You know what I'm saying? A business, you say? <laughs> what are you making some of that toilet wine over there? Uh, well, yeah, I am doing that. Don't get me wrong, boys. Making hooch is my passion, <laughs> but a man's got to pay the bills, shoot. So uh, I actually run a small company that acts as an intermediary between big tech companies and potential consumer investments, you know? Um, Come again? Uh, <laughs> basically, boys, I facilitate the deals and I move the money. It's, uh, it's a pretty simple operation, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do, and I'm pretty proud of the work that I do. There's uh, there's something going on here. You're, you're, you're going from the guy that couldn't hook up cable property properly to the guy that's selling tech to you know what i don't I, even want to know but, but with his internet <laughs> while working last week or a couple weeks ago i could see why he would be frustrated well, he I, needs that for business true yeah, it's how true do you think how do you how do you boys think i run my damn business jeez i mean um, that that works I, man I, Every, I, I would say it's digital i would say poorly but clearly you're doing something right so hey man uh take take a look at the bank account and ask me if i'm poor all right <laughs> sure all right <laughs> all right boys well uh hey what what say we talk about the MCU? Yeah, what do you got for us this week? This week we got Captain America, the old red, white, and blue again. Oh, yeah. Civil War. Oh. Civil okay. War. Is that that's that that's not a word anybody wants to hear these days, is it? Civil War? No, man. Yeah, it depends on what side you're on. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the right side of history, boys. <laughs> All right, well let's do this thing. All right, man, we're gonna put one minute on the clock for you. And here we go. All right, boy. Captain America Civil War, uh, the action in this movie is absolutely insane, and uh, it was really fun to see all the MCU characters from the past few movies share the screen, because if I'm being honest, boys, uh, I love the Avengers movies, but that ensemble is getting uh, getting older than Yeller, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and you, you got you got Ant Man, you got uh, you got Spider Man, which by the way I was just delighted to see Spider Man. I didn't know he's in this damn movie. Oh yeah, I didn't know it, so I was super excited. Now I gotta say, um, from a historical perspective, I've got a few qualms with this movie. I don't know if it's really that historically accurate as far as Civil War goes. Oh. Uh, I, I don't remember anything in the history books about superheroes or Captain America or an Ant-Man, or but I could be wrong. Were you reading the right books? Yeah, yeah, man. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. You know, I do have an interesting story about the Civil War, though. <laughs> 
Oh shit, the dogs are out hunting, the ducks are flying away. The dogs are on break, man, so the, the ducks are telling you get off my damn lawn. The ducks, man, shoot them damn things. The, do- the dogs will come back, you know them boys want to hunt. That's that's your minute, man, what you got for us? Well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just move on unless you want to hear my story. I mean, I kind of do, to be honest with you. All right. Go well, ahead. Let me give you a little piece of history here, boys. I, I got a great, great, great granddaddy who's actually a bit of a Civil War hero. Oh. You know that? What uh, What was he famous for? Hasn't James ever told you this story? Not, no. I actually didn't know that James had much of a family beyond uh, his, his parents. Yeah, well, down here he's got uh, quite a few kinfolk, actually. Uh, I can see why he wouldn't tell me about them. Well, my great-great-great-granddaddy, he wasn't necessarily fighting for either side. He was just kind of hanging out making toilet wine. <laughs> and, uh... He found himself in the middle of one of the biggest battles of the Civil War. And at the end of it, there was devastation. There was men lying dead, cold, bleeding. The rest of the men didn't have nothing to eat. And my great-great-granddaddy, Ebenezer Boonerby, (laughs) he says, boys, I'm going to make the ultimate sacrifice. And he kills his one true love, Greta. Oh. And feeds them men. Because he thought, I'll sacrifice the life of one to save many. That's dark. Well, yeah, but uh, it's uh, it was something that needed to be done, boys. Jeez, I, I'm I'm surprised that the uh, the soldiers were okay with cannibalism. Well, it wasn't cannibalism. Gre- uh, Greta was actually a cow. Oh, yeah. So he made burgers. Yeah, he made burgers. <laughs> I'm his one true love, Greta. <laughs> Uh, and actually, it's, it's kind of a nice story. As you guys know, uh, Beverly passed away a few months ago, and, you know, you guys have had some questions about that. And that's actually where the long-standing tradition of animal husbandry has come from <laughs> in my family. Uh-huh. You know, th- things are making so much more sense now. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, uh, it, it, it's something that we do to honor old Ebenezer Bonerby. <laughs> okay. And, uh... It's something that we it's something that we take much pride in in our family. I, you know, I can't believe James hasn't told you about it, damn. Th- no, I, I'm going to question him about it now. Yeah, see, that, I, that's idiot. I don't I don't understand where he's gone with his you life. You see, Mike, and I thought Jimmy Tony was just the black sheep of the family, but apparently he, his whole family have their hooves all over the, <laughs> the animals, you know. So that was, that was Beverly. She was the black sheep of the family. <laughs> she was white when you were done with her. <laughs> Shut up, you pussy. All right, well, uh, let's finish up with some scores here, fellas. Bucky Barnes makes his return, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. He gets a four for the number of limbs that he's had to go through throughout the series. Uh, Spider-Man gets a ten because I didn't know he was in this movie, and the little girl I giggled like when I saw him was probably around ten. <laughs> I was grinning like a possum eating a sweet tater. <laughs> Marissa Tomei as Aunt May gets all of the rest of the points in the bank for the remainder of these MCU reviews. I, 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 Jimmy Tony, we like, don't agree on much. Like, if there's other points to give out for the rest of these movies, we're going to have to find them somewhere else, boys, because she gets all of them. I, I, I don't agree with you very often, but i got to agree with you on that. Marissa, she is, uh... Yep. Okay, right. I, t- I take it back. She gets negative 20. <laughs> Damn all it. Right, we got points left to spare, boys. Uh, on the whole, you know what? This movie was great. It was kind of a bummer to see all these fantastic people fighting against each other. But I love the introduction of the new characters, and uh, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a solid eight out of ten. That's it, just an eight. Shit, man. Nine, all right, a nine. All right, I'll take that. All right. Well, it goes back to an eight then. Fuck you. <laughs> 
All right, boys, I, I, I got to go. I'm about to finish up a, a, a deal with a big client here, so I got I to gotta let you go. All right, uh, well, next time we talk, I want to hear all about this deal you made. All right, boys, well, just ask my cousin. He'll tell you all about it. Oh, okay. All right, later, boys. See you. Later. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, um, a businessman. I, I, I really wonder what kind of business he's actually showing down there, because this is... Um, it's disconcerting, to be honest with you. The only, the only suit I could ever picture him in is walking around with half a birthday suit, the top half exposed. What are you guys talking about? Walking around with that mold. I'd go more bottom half exposed, bottom to be honest with you. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Uh, apparently, your cousin uh, is a businessman now. A businessman. He said to ask you about it. What did he say that he was doing? Uh, he said that he was like an intermittary between Words. like corporations <laughs> and was and, it the thing about the tech companies yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> he sells stolen computer parts out of a out of a 1982 renault fuego oh okay behind walmart he, intermediary <laughs> that's the word yeah <laughs> what did he give you the uh did he give you the move in the money bit uh, yeah basically just i uh, do some importing some exporting kind of bull crap and... yeah that's uh he uh he he likes to set himself up as the entrepreneur in the family but oh an entrepreneur. Entrep- entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm not the only one having a hard time with words today. An entrepreneur, he is not. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, th- that's it then, eh? I-, I guess so. Well, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. And that was Jimmy Tony. So let's get into the bleed feed. Uh, we have a pretty brisk bleed feed this week, which mm-hmm. is good because we are uh, we are a little bit late on time this week. But uh, let's move this trend along. Uh, shooting is underway this week for the new Jordan Peele-produced Candyman film. Uh, and word has been very hush on just who is going to be picking up the mantle of the titular character after Tony Todd made him a staple of the genre. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? We have word rumors, if you will, of who that actor is going to be. Yeah. And it's pretty exciting, actually. Who is have it? you heard about this? No. Uh, that actor uh, is a new guy, uh, but he's been in some good stuff. His name is Tony Todd. <laughs> uh, granted, this has not been completely officialized yet, uh-huh. but all the, the all the rumors and all the people in the know that are talking about it is saying that Jordan Peele brought back Tony Todd to play the role of Candyman. Really? That seems to be word on the street. So oh. That's very exciting. Wow. I like him. He's got two first names like your cousin, James. You know, I mean, right? <laughs> Jimmy Tony Todd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm actually super, super pumped on that. Yeah, it's pretty Especially cool. Especially because they, they'd always talked about how it was going to be a spiritual successor, so mm-hmm. that opens the door to do different stuff. But the fact that they're going to honor the original by bringing him back, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm super pumped. If that's true, I'm super, super pumped. Um, let's see here. Um, Andre Overdahl, you like him. I do. Uh, he is attached. Excuse I think me. you do too. <laughs> I do. He's attached uh, recently to direct a movie called The Last Voyage of De- The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Do you know okay. what that is? No. Let me see if this. Uh, I'm going to use some blanks here. We're going to see if you can figure it out. Okay? okay. Demeter was the name of a ship that transported blank from blank to oh, blank. Nosferatu. In Bram Stoker's classic tale, in that 199 I'm sorry, 1897 novel, the ship washes up on the shores of England, tattered and broken, with one raving mad survivor. Mm. Mm-hmm. What is it? to Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. So this is a story that was written about the voyage of that ship. Yeah. And how all of the the uh, 
the crew members get killed off Died one off by one, one. Yeah, that's which cool. sounds really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, though, this movie's been in the works for a while, and a lot of directors have been attached to it. And big directors, uh, at least in the horror genre, you have Marcus Nispel that was once uh, attached to it. Um, David Slade was once attached to it. Neil Marshall, uh, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been a long gestating movie. So Andre Overdahl is just the latest to be, but hopefully they can get this, you know, solidified and nailed down. Because I want to see this. Yeah. Uh, I want to see this movie. This yeah, sounds, sounds cool. Really awesome. It it almost sounds like a slasher film with Dracula. I hope that it's not played out like a slasher no, film, no. but like, there's gonna but be yeah, elements, like a, like you know? him stalking around the boat yeah, at dude. night and stuff and killing. People. Yeah, that'd be Sounds really cool. Great. It's almost actually like um, uh, let the right one in, kind of like I could see it being that type of like super dark mm-hmm. killer on the you know even though that one you know who the killer is I guess I guess you would in this one too but like yeah. I don't know it. it I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, Very it cool. sounds cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jason Bateman. This is uh, not so much horror, but it's a movie that we all love. So, uh, Jason Bateman is in talks to not only star alongside Ryan Reynolds, but to also direct the upcoming Clue movie. Oh, cool. Which I'm very excited about. Have you ever seen The Ozarks? Which is uh, this, the, the TV show. I forget what streaming service it's on. Netflix. Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. No, that Jason I, Bateman stars in. No, he also, I've, I've heard it's amazing. But he also directs it. a lot of it. Oh, he does? Yeah. Cool. And uh, so he's coming off of that or whatever. And uh, Ozark's from everything that I've heard has been amazing. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm totally cool with Jason Bateman. He's really good in those comedic roles. Have you ever seen Arrested Development? He's mm-hmm. perfect yeah. in that role. So it's like him and Ryan Reynolds, like this, yeah. I wonder what, it's, what would Ryan Reynolds be doing? Uh, Butler. Really? Maybe I don't know. Hmm. It hasn't. It hasn't said. I mean, who else would he play though? I could see Ryan Reynolds being the the butler, the guy that kind of brings everybody around to be fun. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's not going to be like you know Colonel Mustard. <laughs> like, <laughs> who else would he be? You know? Yeah, yeah. You're uh, probably right. Bateman, on the other hand, is the perfect age to play one of those characters. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, a little older guy, whatever. It's perfect. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, what do you got for for blues? All right, horror comedy Satanic Panic will be hitting DVD and Blu-ray on October twenty second. In Satanic Panic, Haley Griffith stars as a pizza delivery girl who has to fight for her life and her tips. When her last order of the night turns out to be bougie high society Satanists in need of a virgin sacrifice. Ooh. Ooh. I'm into that. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. I mean, uh, the Satanism part. You, you like the Satanism I do. part? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Gets me going, man. All right. Uh, this I only have two for you here. So, Arrow Video is bringing William Peter Blatty's. The Exorcist 3 uh-huh. to Blu-ray on December 9th, complete with a high-def 1080p presentation of the Legion Director's Cut. Nice. Which is sweet. Um, if you haven't seen The Exorcist 3, do yourself a kindness uh, and and watch it. But first, go out and find a copy of uh, Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Get that home. Yep. O- open it. Throw it in the trash, <laughs> and then go buy this one. Well, because The Exorcist to The Heretic is awful, possibly yeah. one of the worst movies ever made. If you're ah, okay, that's that's a bit much. Mm, I'm, not the a only, bit much. I'm not the only person who thinks that. That's a bit much. It's, I I will disagree with you on that. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. It's but awful. It's really really bad. Is it worse than Flight of the Living Dead? Maybe I'm par with it. It's really bad. Now here's it's the thing: like when you take a movie like The Exorcist, that was one of the greatest uh, horror movies of all time. Never seen it. <laughs> and then follow it up with The Heretic, yes, and just how terrible that was. Yeah, I agree. So then here's the thing, though: 
is the Arrow version going to be better than the Scream Factory version? Because Scream Factory mm. already put it out with the with, with the, the Legion, Legion cut. cut and all mm -hmm. that. Now, a lot of times the Arrow versions, because Arrow is predominantly a UK company, right. and uh, Scream Factory is predominantly a uh, US. It might be all US uh, titles. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times the special features and whatnot and the transfers tend to be the same. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be, I'll be interested to see if there's anything new on the Arrow version. I don't know if they've announced, uh, and we don't have a compare to con a compare and contrast here, but um, I'm interested to see. Sometimes they're better, sometimes they're worse, sometimes I, they're exactly the same. I don't know what uh, I don't know. It, I don't I, know much, <laughs> but I know this. But much. I know I love you. Um, I don't know what. <laughs> so they do say there will be new audio commentary by. Okay. Yeah, but guess who it's by. Critics, Alexander mm. Heller, Nicholas, and Josh Nelson. Then, but critics uh, love this movie. Critics love this movie. So Yeah, but critics are also douchebags. It's true. <laughs> but it could just be like, oh my god, Exorcist 3. <laughs> that's going to be the entire count. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, Exorcist 3 is Exorcist three is kind of uh, considered the, the true sequel. Or, uh, not yeah. sequel, even. I guess like the true successor to The Exorcist. Yeah. Because a lot of people just kind of sweep The Exorcist to the heretic under I, under the rug. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie's, most, this most... movie's amazing. It's got uh, um, uh, shit, what the hell is his name? Well, it's got um, Brad Dourif, of yep, course. Brad Dourif. Uh, the old, uh, George C. Scott. Mm -hmm. George C. Scott was amazing in it. Um, it's got Easily one of the best jump scares in horror. I was going to say that jump oh scare is gosh. one of the most talked about jump scares, and it's funny when I watched it for the first time, it didn't get me. It didn't. No. Oh. Um, did you have your volume up loud? I enough? did. No, I did. I just didn't. But jump it's an amazing jump part, scares right? rarely scare me at this at this stage of the game. I can get though back in the day when jump scares weren't as pre as prevalent as they are now. Though mm -hmm. they weren't such a crutch, like they existed, sure, but they weren't such a crutch as they are in horror movies nowadays. I think that when you've seen so many of them, they just start to lose their effect a little bit. But and unfortunately, that, is, that might have happened. But to me. that's such an uncommon type of jump scare, like the the. <clears throat> The, the shot that they use, like the long, like down the hallway shot, yeah. the amount of time that they spend on one location, you, you're almost kind of expecting it, think... but the, the way that it happens, because jump scares typically are, the camera ends up close up on whatever you're going to get the jump scare from, you know what I mean? This one yeah. happens so far off in the distance that it's it's very unexpected. I agree. I actually think the scene, though, where they're in the waiting room, sort of, or the, or the common area, mm -hmm. and like the, that one person's oh, crawling the on the ceiling. Yeah, that's spooky. That's, that, to me, that's spookier than the jump scare. Oh. That actually got me more than than mm. the the jump scare. I got my arms a-tingling, you know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. yeah the, um, know, but like I said, that, that critic commentary, though, yeah. that jump scare is going to happen. Again, all you're going to hear is... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. That's all you're going to hear. <laughs> that grossed because... me out both times. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the scene that critics like lose their minds over. Yeah. It just wasn't as effective, I guess, on me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm on another level. I mean, aside from that, <laughs> that jump scare, <laughs> you are definitely on some <laughs> other level. That jump scare aside, um, Brad Dourif. It's a great flick, though. Yeah, Brad Dourif's performance in this movie it's is fantastic. like second to none. And the it's Legion amazing. cut is even better because yeah. there's more of Brad Dourif. Yeah. So, yeah. fantastic. So, that's all I've got for blues this week. Cool. All right. Uh, my last bit of news here, because uh, again, short news, is this year's annual Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode is a special one. Oh. Very special. Not only for two reasons. Not only does this year mark the 30th Treehouse of Horror. So it's Treehouse of Horror wow. XXX. It's not mm. a porno version. <laughs> it's just 30. It's 30 years old at this point. However, it will land on TV screens on the Simpsons 600th and 66th episode. Really? 
completely coincidental and they even on the poster it actually says at the top episode 666 exactly the way we planned it like <laughs> they even joke about how yeah. this coincidence just lined up perfectly that's amazing um and so it's very cool i love the treehouse of horror episodes mm -hmm. and it, it is the season it's yeah. october it's the greatest month of our lord <laughs> satan um <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah like they're spoofing everything from like the shape of water to stranger things the whole poster is basically stranger things cool uh and then like the shape of water where you have uh one of the ants dancing with one of the aliens in water like the shape of water oh, thing. It's, yeah. it's it's hilarious cool. i'm looking very much forward to it uh i love it and it's great and it's the simpsons and they did it first yeah. so there you go weird coincidence that's awesome all right so that's gonna bring us to our stupid fact of the day and i got a double header for you only because the second one here is kind of funny because we know people like this but uh -oh. the uh -oh. first one so we're, we're talking about houses today on the yep. show so mm -hmm. here's some house facts for you did you know that brass doorknobs disinfect themselves the ions in the metal have a toxic effect on spores fungi viruses and other germs eliminating the infections within eight hours this really? just in lick all your doorknobs <laughs> so if you ever see me wearing a full brass suit that's why you know i'm not getting any of that eee -E virus from mosquitoes i'm not getting sars or bird flu you know it's cold and flu season flu. when justin's you know walking why? around in a full brass suit you know why the beastie boys never got stds because they had brass, brass monkeys, monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> hey -o. all right i got one second quick one for you here so the people of Easter Island have a word called tingo, which literally means to take objects that one desires from the house of a friend, gradually borrowing all of the items until there's nothing left in the house. <laughs> I feel like we've done that to friends of ours, or we know friends that have done that to people in our circle of friends. Yep. Maybe well, not take all of their items, but you, you gradually just borrow things and take things. We also, what's, is there a word for when you leave something behind gradually? Like, Such as crackers. Like Ritz crackers all over the place. <laughs> it's called moving in. <laughs> because we've done our fair share of that, leaving crackers behind. Um, that, uh, that I've been doing that to him for years, Tingo. Uh -huh. He stole he my aluminum foil. He hasn't ago. caught on yet. Yeah, I did. I stole his aluminum foil. And he wasn't even I home. He was when he was out of town, right? <laughs> I, exactly. bought you a, I bought you a brand new roll, so don't, don't complain. Where is it? It's sitting on top of my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. There's your stupid fact of the day. And boom, that was the news. All, All right. right. Thank okay. you, Jay. All right. So we got we got two movies to talk about. Yep. Both uh, are about building new houses mm -hmm. out of weirdness. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. We'll go with it. We'll go with that. Building it out of tofu. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if I ever build a house. A squ squishy house made of tofu. I'm going <laughs> to use <laughs> a brass toilet seat so I never have to clean the toilet. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, man. Just make sure that you wait eight hours in between taking <laughs> between a crap. Uses. But would but would your <laughs> would your pee spittles oxidize those so your toilet seat would just like have green spots all over it? Oh, <laughs> How would you ever clean that? <laughs> with your tongue. Oh. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> this just in, lick all the toilet seats. <laughs> Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Avatar from 2016, directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman. Bowsman. Uh, Darren Lynn Bowsman, uh, I 
I'm a massive fan of his. Mm -hmm. uh, not only did he do Saw 2, 3, and 4, mm -hmm. which we love the Saw series. If you're a fan of the show, you know that. But uh, he's done so many other good things, like Repo, uh, the Genetic Opera, uh, Devil's Carnival, De Devil's Carnival, Alleluia, which we need to do those two back-to-back -back on an episode at some point. I haven't seen the second one. Oh, it, they're, both, they're both amazing. I love them both. Um, but uh, anyway, though, uh, Darren Bowsman, though, he's done so many good movies. Uh, Abattoir, in my opinion, is no different. I don't know how you felt about it, but... Um, that's from 2016. Like I said, uh, synopsis here. An investigative reporter teams up with a police officer to solve the mystery of why a seemingly good man murdered her sister's family. That's that's a weird synopsis. <laughs> I am to be the ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Um, yeah. What you uh, what you think about this one? Um, it was interesting. Yes, it was. There was uh, there was a few things. I, I don't know. You want to just jump right into this? aspect of it because one of the first things that i noticed about it was um so it, it opens not... it opens with a weird monologue by uh dayton callie's character yeah, yeah. uh jebediah crone yep um and when you jump into it at first i i saw you you see the the main character um julia julia talbin mm -hmm. and i'm like oh okay this is a, a period piece right yes I'm like this. This girl's obviously what, like 1920s, maybe 1930s. I, I would even go 30s, 40s, 50s, something like that. 40s or 50s, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's got, she's got kind of like the 20s. the the flipped the flipped hair and the the bright red lipstick, and she's wearing kind of aged clothes. It mm -hmm. looks like she's a she's a a woman working in the 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 uh, working girl. Eh? Oh, working a, <laughs> a working gal, Johnny. Um, it was that time period, though. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. say Johnny. And mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's gonna be this is gonna be set in and the olden you, days. And, and then, then you meet Grady. And then you meet cop. Grady. I was like, okay, so this hard-boiled detective kind of guy. He's like, at any point in time, I expected there to be a, a voiceover where he's like, in all the gin joints in all the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this dame walked in, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, uh, it's not that. It's not that. Like she, she goes to have dinner with her sister. I was like, oh, this is a contemporary-looking haircut yeah. that her sister it's... has for the 1930s. And then you're like, what the fuck's going so, on here? I think that I know what happened there. This movie, I liked it, but it's by no means perfect. No, um, yeah. there, there are some, there, there are some issues with it. And this one, to me, is the most glaring issue. Mm -hmm. Is that the idea is that you know. Uh, not to give anything away here, but uh, Jessica Lowndes, who plays Julia Talbin, she is the girl that we were talking about. She's uh, fine. Uh, Ju <laughs> fine. Uh, Julia. Uh, Julia Gulia. Uh, <laughs> uh, Julia, like we said, she looks very old-timey. And the whole point of her character, and you find this out towards the end, is that she is obsessed with old culture. She loves the old style. She types on a typewriter. Like, she loves old vintage Vintage things. sensibilities. Yeah. yeah. The idea was that that was supposed to be her character. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that Grady was set up that way at all. But his character next to her feels very old-timey. I don't know. I feel like he did. But at the same time, though, his character doesn't feel as modern as the rest of the movie right. either. He's kind of weird in this weird limbo, limbo area yeah. between her character and the rest well, of the movie. Well, because like, like I said, when you're first introduced to the two of them and you're watching them interact, you're like, oh, it's uh, it's like a he's the hard-boiled detective yeah. and she's the... Uh, She's the the reporter on the streets, like making her way in a man's world. You know what I mean? It, like, it, and 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 then all of a sudden, she still she she pulls up to the house in an old Plymouth. Yep. You're like, oh, okay, it's still the 
uh, well, I guess she was in a, I think, a probably a 50s era Plymouth. Mm. So even there, it didn't really line up with what she looked like because she looked like she was probably from the 30s or 40s. Yeah. She's driving a 50s era Plymouth, and then he pulls up in a fucking like 2010 Cadillac. SVC or whatever the hell Cadillacs do with their with their they letters. Drive. They drive names <laughs> or a Malibu. It might it might have been a Malibu. I have no idea. Or a it was either a Cadillac or a Malibu. I have no idea. But then I was like, I, I was confused. Yeah. And and then there were a few things that happened throughout the movie, where I was like, okay, uh, she's dead, and she's stuck in some sort of weird limbo. And he's maybe dead too, or he knows that she's dead because there were a few instances. Like there was one. There was one time where he went to touch her mm-hmm. on the shoulder, like for to comfort her, and then he stopped before he got to her and pulled his hand back. Yep. I was like, "There's a reason he's not touching her. It's because she's dead. But there she's wasn't. a ghost." I feel like there were a lot of there were a lot of threads that they could have followed. Yeah, that would have maybe made for like some interesting twists. I think that if they just had like about. 10 minutes more of character development for those two characters in the yep. beginning of the movie, this never would have been an issue. Right. And they really didn't. They just kind of, like I said, like, like we said, they, they introduce these two characters and you get this certain feeling for them. And then they just sort of blend into the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense until finally you're, you're, you're watching and you're like, wait a minute, this whole movie takes place in present day. Yeah. Why they just feel old for no reason is, is kind of how it comes off. And it's very, very strange. Um, and there's people like that. I mean, there's people who it but just, they need you to know, establish them like that, right, which they didn't do. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a, I look, I, I personally know people who kind of go for the rockabilly aesthetic, yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? It's very kind of, uh, uh, what is that? Like a, like a 50s vibe. I know people like that in real life, but characters in a movie, if you don't set them up as having, <laughs> as, as having that uh, preferred aesthetic, but in this time period, it really is uh, misleading at first. It is. It is. Um, but I wondered if it was for a purpose. Was it for a specific reason? If there was a reason, it was cut out of the film. Hmm. I would say that. Because yeah. by the by the end of the movie, everything's pretty much cut and dry and you know what's going on. Or was it, or was it that she always had... Uh, Julia kind of had a like her fate was written in the stars. Well, I think that that is what it is. So she's almost kind of stuck in the time period of the time. even even though she was a little girl when her fate was sealed. Sure, she's kind of stuck in that time period. Yeah, is that, um, does that make sense? I I, I think so. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, oh, go watch um, the movie. Yeah, watch the movie. <laughs> it's free it's, on Prime. It is. It's free on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, basically. To give a, a quick rundown of this movie, because that synopsis that we gave was shit. Yeah. Um, you have Julia, and uh, Julia's family is basically murdered by this dude. She goes to visit him in prison, and there's really no reason why he did it. He just says that he did it on somebody else's behest, basically. She, so she, she, she proceeds to uh, hawk the biggest lunger on him. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so gross. <laughs> oh. The, the fact that that much juice came out of her mouth was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in the my life. The juice was loose. It was, <laughs> I was oh like, I God. think you have a lung infection. Go, think, see, go that, see a doctor, That might have been an actual lung that she coughed up on. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Bravo to the sound designer because <laughs> that guy spared no expense to get the juiciest, oh. most disgusting sound possible oh, to come out of God. her. Um, and yeah, the guy laughs gross. about it when it hits him. 
I mean, everyone's, like, got, everyone's got a fetish, man. It's a bozo, man. I've actually had a girl spit in my face before, and it is not pleasant. It wasn't an it wasn't an erotic thing. It was she was mad at me, and she spit in my face. Ooh, God, it was gross. bad. It was really bad. It was at lunch. I hope you killed her. It was. I didn't. I thought about it, but I didn't. It was at lunch uh, in the lunchroom. Oh, she spit in my face in front of everybody. That happened to Terrible. you too. Yeah, did I had you? That, it, it was a it was a guy that did it. That we weren't uh, clicking. He was a kind of a bully. Yeah, and uh, he spat in my face. So I took my food tray and I smacked him across the head with it. <laughs> did you really? I, I did. <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. It was pretty cool. That's cool. I couldn't retaliate in that way. Obviously, you know, if I would have smacked a, a girl in the face with a food tray, I would have had everybody else on top of me within a couple seconds. Also, everybody's got a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, going um, back. Yeah. So, so she, so she uh, talks to this dude in prison or whatever, and they start putting the pieces together that there's this guy named Jebediah Crane or Jebediah Crone, Crone rather, yeah. uh, who basically is a cult leader in this little village. That's what I got out of it. You know, he basically preaches though that instead of doing good, like do bad, basically. They have no inhibitions. Do well, people. People refer to the devil as the great deceiver. Yes, he refers to Jesus Christ as, as the, the great, great deceiver. deceiver. Yep. Like he's flipping the script, and he comes back and he says, and he says, you know, terrible things have happened to you in this town, and you're all people of faith. So, I'm here to tell you the real truth. I've been to hell. Yep. I've learned what it has to offer, and I'm here to offer those gifts to you. And so he says, all it requires is a little bit of the human sacrifice. Yep. And so and, they and the start, whole town so buys they start into doing it, terrible things. They start sacrificing their children. Yeah. Like the whole deal. It's kind of Ooh. a crazy story. Yeah. Now, the reason this all comes into play <clears throat> is because in the house where her family was killed, um, right after the murders took place, the house immediately went on the market and was sold in under a week. Within five which is days or something. super weird yeah. because of all the legal processes that it has to go through. Well, and, and Julia, we should say, she's actually, she's a reporter for the paper, but her ex- expertise... For the, for, for the pay. For the pay. She's involved with the paper, see? Her expertise is um, uh, real estate. Yep. So she knows all about, like, you know, there's there's no way you could get out of escrow in five days. There's Like, she explains all these different types of loans mm-hmm. and processes that you have to go through. And she's like, it's, it's real, impossible to go through this in five days. It's so, real boring stuff. Who, yeah, well, yeah. But it serves the story. So she's like, who the hell could come in here yeah. and buy this house within five days? So her and uh, uh, Grady. Grady, they go back to the house. And when they go upstairs, they realize that the room, the kids' room, which was a crazy scene, by the way, when that kid starts screaming. Oh, the, God. The, uh, it was chilling. It was very chilling. Well, it, very it, chilling. It was crazy, too, because they set up at the beginning of this at the beginning of this movie, she goes to see her sister and her husband and, um, and, and their kid, and their kid is suffering from some sort of, I, it, I don't think they ever really specified what kind of illness he had. But they, uh, yeah. but they did say that he was waiting on a donor list. Yeah. You know, he needed a new organ of some kind. Yeah. So the kid's really sick. Which so doesn't have think, anything to do with the story. No, I think it just makes it more sad. I think That's it. I think that's a point, though. They mislead you. Like, yeah. they, they, they make you think, like, oh, she's going to have to fight some sort of evil and ultimately, like, everything's going to work out and this kid's going to get a new kidney and mm-hmm. and everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. Ten seconds later, the entire family is murdered yeah it's and it's crazy because <laughs> the kids in bed and it's the classic monster in the closet right it's instead it's not a monster in the closet it's a fucking dude that murders the kid first granted you don't see it but you don't need to 
and he's murders just the kids he's screaming first. for his parents. He's screaming. Oh, his parents come in, they get murdered. So when they go back to the house though That scene leading up to it too though, where where the, the killer just like the dad walks out of the house uh-huh. and then the killer as soon as he walks past the front steps, the killer comes out of the bushes and walks up the stairs. And then you can see the killer in a few more shots. Like every time somebody's got their back turned, he walks up the stairs to the kid's room and ends up in the mm-hmm. closet. It's like, yeah. fuck. It's like it's like it was. It's like it, it's like the uh, in uh, in um, fracture, not something. The, fracture. No, the uh, the Matthew McConaughey movie. A uh, frailty. Frailty. Yep. Uh, it's like that where. All right, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> like where where God was uh, was basically um, making that making it that nobody else yeah. could see what was going on, yep. but it was the devil in this case, you know. Yep. And so this guy's just freely walking through the house, but it just so happens to be every time somebody's turned their back or something like that, it's really spooky. Yeah. So they return to the house after it happens, and what they come to find is that the entire room where this murder took place has been removed down right. to the studs. Right. And they're like, what the fuck? Who who buys a house, removes a room where a tragedy took place, mm-hmm. and then puts it right back on the market? Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So that's where this whole Jebediah Crone character comes into place. She tracks him down based <clears> on <throat> that. And uh, Well, she goes to see her, uh, is it her editor or something like that at the paper? The the guy played by Jay LaRose. Yes. Who was in uh, one of the Saw movies. Yeah, he is. And he, I think he was also he in... He plays a Native American in a lot of movies. Um, he's actually in, in uh, this this TV show called the... Um, oh, God, what is it called? The Mule? Is that what it is? Or Mule or something like that? Um, no, no, I'm thinking something different. He's in he's in uh, Mayan's MC, which is a... Yeah, and it's not that. No, is, he's, um, in, he's in something else. Does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ray but, Donovan. Um, no. Yeah, she see, she goes to see him, and what info does she get from him? He explains to her. He, it, I, this is actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it was very. It had Darren Lynn Bowsman saw style filmmaking written all over it. I loved it. Um, he she goes to see him, and at first he doesn't. He's like kind of apprehensive. He doesn't want to tell her about this. Doesn't want to be involved. But she says, "I need the information." So he tells her this story about this. Uh, couple who lived in a high-rise like an older couple who lived in this high-rise because she's baffled as to why uh, a house could be sold that fast yep. and so he tells her this story about this guy who lost it in this big high-rise like this nice high-rise apartment and he ends up beating his wife with a, a rolling pin to mm-hmm. death but the the thing that i loved about the scene was he's he's just telling her this story but they they actually take you to the to the scene, and um, Kyle, who is Jayla Rose, as he's telling her the story, and Julie, uh, Julia, are actually in the apartment watching it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they're looking around and they're actually watching this guy. So he's just telling her the story, but the way it's shot is is like they're actually standing like in the apartment the watching kind of. it happen. Yeah, yep. it's, I thought it was really cool. No, it was cool. It was effective too. So like he, when he when he beats his wife oh, with man. the rolling pin. There's there's a certain part where you see him like stop for a second, like he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. And then he does it, and yeah. like that little, that little like second pause they put in that is so effective. Yeah. It's awesome. It's freaky. Like he looks at like looks at his hands, like he's like, oh fuck, what am I doing? And then yeah. just keeps going. Ugh. So <laughs> Kyle explains to her that there's actually been 
uh, like a dozen different properties that he's dealt with where this same thing has happened where this old man shows up and offers 20% over the asking yep. price for a particular property that's had a tragedy happen recently. It's either, like whether it's somebody was murdered or some like one was uh, a guy was crushed by an elevator. Yep. Just some sort of tragedy happening that ended up taking a person's life. And this guy is showing up offering cash and then within a week the entire room ooh that was that was a bad one the entire room where the tragedy happened is actually removed from the house yep. and it's and and yep. you come to find out that this Jebediah crone collects tragedies yep. that's his shtick right you know he's and he, basically he has a house that you know she uh, uh Julia and uh, Grady end up going separately but then end up together to this place called New English. Yeah. New English is where Jebediah Crone is from and you come to find out that the the, the town of New English has not changed in generations. Uh, the properties have all stayed the same. The people that live there live there. No one comes. No one goes. And everybody is basically under the control of Jebediah Crone. Mm -hmm. And he's building this mansion out in like the woods basically of he keeps expanding this house and he's building it with these rooms he's taking from other people's tragedies so every single house in this mansion every floor every board everything has come from a place where basically a murder took place or a tragedy or anything of the sort and he's creating essentially like a portal to hell basically like well, a, i was gonna say did, did you get the sense that this place was actually just in the woods like they walked out into the woods and it was there or they almost kind of crossed a threshold like once they crossed that bridge no, I think with it, all the mist. No, I think it was. Because, I can see how you would get that. I think there it was were, just in the woods. Because there were the the first experiences they have are there's just uh, like five or six individual rooms mm -hmm. set up in the woods. Yeah, and then they actually have to walk through a doorway that leads them to the full mansion. Yes, I think once they cross that doorway, like cross the threshold, they're they're in a different realm sort of maybe i don't actually think that that thing is existing in this i don't know in this world i i disagree with you i think that it is mm. i think that the fog is there more for dramatic effect because i think that he I actually think it's says fog i think it's just i think it's actually well i'm pretty sure that jebediah crone actually says that what he's creating is sort of a gateway to the other side mm. so that would be the house itself i think he i think he actually said that it was a hell he, because he says, I think the line, the line at the end was, some people will, uh, some people will do anything to. Wow, the hell it was, was our it? intro for the episode. <laughs> no, it wasn't the same thing. It was when oh, he, it was, he was actually saying it to Ju to Julia. Okay. He's explaining to her why he did this, and he said, some some people will do anything to uh, uh, tear down hell for their family. I actually built one for my family. Yep. Like he literally built a living breathing hell so maybe it was actually standing in the middle of the woods mm -hmm. i thought i one of the really cool things that i liked was throughout the uh the entire time that they're in the town of new english you could hear the hammers and nails off in the distance yep i thought that was so cool like it's very cool like the the home is under constant uh construction by who knows like yep. who's building this thing it's weird yeah i i love that i and so now that we're in New English, we can get to the best part of the movie. Mm -hmm. And that is the old kook played by Lin Shay. Lin Shay the yeah. immortal Lin Shay. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is also in this movie. She plays Allie, and she basically plays this woman. The best way to describe her, she's a kook. 
like she lives in this house she's super weird she's like you really did you can't really understand her it's like she's half under the crone spell but like kind of half not it's like she bought into it once but then stopped believing it is kind of like what is what you're supposed to get out of her character yeah you can tell she's definitely because she's she almost seems like she's lost her mind yeah I, the, the, what i actually wrote down was uh lynn shay's character ally is so weird and awesome yep because <laughs> she is like from the moment you meet her she's a total weirdo but also you know just lynn shay's a legend mm-hmm. and uh, in the genre anyway and she's just so quirky and funny and yeah. you like her but at the same time she's very suspect but there's like, something you can't about really her. get a good read on her she she comes off as the kind of person that has lived a solitary life for so long and mm. then finally she meets another breathing soul for the yeah. first time in 20 years like yeah. that's how she comes across and so she's just very excited and she's <laughs> her guards up at first but then she just gets very excited to want to show people things and then well, she, she starts she, asking she, about stuff that she knows and she pulls out her her um projector a projector i might add that i own thanks to your grandfather mm, mm. but um I had to it's Snapchat the exact, you. It's the exact same one. <laughs> it yeah, is, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, but, like, she just seems very excited to, like, explain things, explain the town, and, like, warn her almost in Which a takes sense. on a different meaning. It does. The the, it's, it does. It's, 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 it's weird how, because when she first meets her, she's so giddy about Julia standing on her front porch. Like and you oh. really don't know why. She shakes her hand. I love, like, she shakes her hand. She's like, oh. She's like, and, and she actually... She's so weird that she addresses the fact that she's being weird. She's yep. like, I'm shaking your hand for too long. I'm making this uncomfortable. Yep. And and, and then her giddiness, the reason for it comes to light. And it's yep. like, it, it makes it so dark. Let's not give that away yet. No, 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 we won't. Um, another, <clears throat> another character that we have to bring up in the town of New English, who is my favorite character of the entire movie, mm-hmm. is the sheriff. Yeah. Love, love love the sheriff yeah um he's he's sympathetic in a weird way like he understands and knows what's going on he seems to be the only person in the town that has a decent head on their shoulders Mm -hmm. but even in his even though he does he is still fucked up because he wants to kill them to save them like that's how crazy this town is like in order for in order for julia and grady to not fall prey to what he knows the town is capable of, mm-hmm. he's going to kill them. Like that's a that's a crazy. And he tells him as much. He's yeah. like he's like I'm I'm doing you a favor by shooting you in the head and letting yeah. you fall into the like, river. What does because, that say about the town? <laughs> because you can't because you can't build a room out of water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. It's nuts. It's... And he's he's such like a lovable bad guy sort of like. <laughs> but it's, there's something sympathetic about the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Like he gives them every opportunity. To leave and when he is backed against the wall he chooses to put a bolt in their head in order mm-hmm. to save him like that's crazy yeah that um and he's like i said i loved him he was great and there's just something endearing about him i don't know yeah something about a big fat guy i don't know you, you can't <laughs> you just you, 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 there's something about him i don't know he's lovable <laughs> yeah i i liked him i thought he was very cool um his his death was so sad <laughs> Wow. So he gets shot right through the back of the head, through the eye. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Like, <laughs> like, like he's about ready to shoot them in the head, and then somebody else shoots him from the back. I'm like, no, <laughs> the sheriff, you're my favorite. <laughs> but um, I'm looking at the filming locations of this this movie, and it says New Orleans. Yep. Was there not a shot of the train station from Detroit? The train station, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't know. 
It has it to be. There's no exactly other. There's like no. It. it looked exactly like it. There's no other building. There like was something that, right? built in front of it though, like maybe CGI added in front of it. But that building definitely, I thought was it's the station. It's got to be. It could have been a stock image, though, too. Maybe. It could have been stock know, footage man. they just used. I have no idea well, I'm either. glad you picked up on that, too. I did. Then. I did. Um, so, yeah. So, once <clears> they get, though, into this thing, though, they go into the house, which is the whole point of the uh, the episode here, and the house is exactly what it is. It's it's It makes no sense. Every room looks different. It's stitched together like Frankenstein, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. And it comes across as this very Alice in Wonderland type house. Like, mm-hmm. everything's just weird and kooky and mm-hmm. just odd the whole town is just odd the house is even odder because of what it is and um i don't know it was just very very cool i i've not seen a movie like this before you know what i'm saying it was kind of it was a it was a very original i think idea yeah to, to base like a haunted house type story in i agree i i, I agree uh with all of that and then you kind you get to the end and the end really I don't know. The end loved sort it. of. I loved the end. The end sort of fizzled for me a little bit. I loved it because it it's it does what traditional um, Hollywood tells you not to do, and it ends with the biggest bummer downer ending, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I loved it because of it. To me, it was refreshing. It didn't end the way you thought it was going to. Yeah. They almost went there, mm-hmm. and then at the very last second, they flipped it, and it ended completely differently. Yeah. Um. And I loved it. And I feel like we can't really not talk about it. So, again, spoilers here. Um, so, Lin Shay turns out to be Julia's, uh, Julia's mother. mother, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Julia never knew her mother. Lin Shay turns out to be her mother. And you find out that uh, back in the day, there was an entire school worth of children that died in a fire. And that fire was intentionally set as sacrifices to Jebediah Crone. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Julia's two kids got away somehow. So her sister, who died in the beginning, was killed because Jebediah Crone sent this crazy madman, basically, uh, to kill her. He's tying up loose ends, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And they needed to, they, they needed those two sacrifices to complete the house, to, I think, open the portal is what he was trying to do, the, the, the gate to hell. Well, and the reason, That's what I got from it. And it's, it's weird, too, because uh, he came... So it comes to light that he came back from hell, like he was actually in hell. Yeah, he died and came back. He got shot. As well, like both, uh, or him, his wife, and his daughter, they were all shot and died. He spent some time in hell and managed to get back out and realized that the only way to uh, atone for his sins and get his wife and his daughter out of hell is to construct this this mansion sure. out of death scenes. Mm-hmm. And when he finally completes it, when Julia is finally killed and she's the last sacrifice that's needed, he can basically, at that point, go down to hell and get the souls of his wife and his daughter. I and guess, yeah. Unless that's not I don't completely know, you could, explained, but I don't know. You could take it. Open-ended. You could take it both ways, though. Like he he keeps calling God the Great Deceiver. Most people know the devil is the sure. great deceiver. So what if the devil deceived him and said, Hey, yeah, go up here and construct or he, this. Or he was the devil. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. I, that, like I'm thinking the devil told him, go up and construct this, uh, monument to death and evil. And I'll let you have your wife and your 
child back it, and you can guys go to heaven. They, but what if he goes back down there and the devil's just like, yeah, nah, fuck they you. didn't exactly explain that, which no, I think is no, open no. to interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the biggest, uh, the biggest twist in this entire movie, though, is at the very, very end, you have. Uh, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Julia. Julia. Is face to face with, with Crane or Crone. Mm. I want to say Crane. It must be the Halloween scene. Niles Crane. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's got like a, a, she pulls a gun on Crone and is about to kill him. Right? Mm. Pretty sure? No? Maybe? Am I making that up? Yeah. No, she's got, yeah. No, she has a knife. She has a knife. That's it. Yeah. So she's going to, she's going to kill Crone though, basically. Mm-hmm. And then Lin Shea pops up behind her with a gun pointed at crone at first mm-hmm. and you go oh shit mama bear's coming back to protect her young you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying they're gonna kill crone and blah, blah blah the whole curse is gonna be lifted nope lynn shay at the very last minute turns the gun shoots her daughter in the back of the head mm. because she had sacrificed and promised her daughter years ago and she's making good on that promise mm-hmm. it was the biggest bummer ending and i loved it and grady's dead at this point and too Grady's because also dead, uh yeah. julia had actually ac- accidentally sliced his throat open <laughs> just a, just a yeah yeah per- complete accident a little slip of the knife <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I i loved the ending though you don't see too many movies that take that leap mm-hmm. you know and it's probably the, <clears> one <throat> of the reasons why darren bowsman's movies don't necessarily break in because Breaking into the mainstream at least a lot of times because that's not formula. That is not Hollywood formula. Right. That ending would not play with test audiences. No, no, no. You know? Yeah. It's another reason why a lot of these movies are direct to Blu-ray, direct to DVD, mm-hmm. or, or streaming services nowadays. You know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is it is what it is, and what it is, in my opinion, is fantastic. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't hate that ending. Like, I, I actually... I kind of saw that coming the entire time. Mm-hmm. I like especially after Grady died, I was like, "Oh, Julia's dead too. There's no way she's getting out of yeah. this thing alive." Um, so I guess that's why I say it sort of fizzled for me is because I I thought the ending was a bit predictable. Really? And then past that point, uh, you actually thought that she was going to kill her daughter. I didn't. I didn't think that. Uh, I didn't think that. Um, Lynn Shay's character necessarily was going to show up and shoot her in the back that was a a bit of a surprise to me but from the moment uh julia entered the house i figured she was gonna die yeah because he gave her every opportunity to leave and she didn't take it and it just it seemed to me like that's true like yeah you kind of sealed your fate here i i I saw her death coming like you chose and this is going to happen somehow i get that i get that and just knowing how dark Darren Lynn Bowsman can be sometimes, I kind of figured that that's the direction it was going to go. Yeah, I get that. So. I get that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Avatar. Yeah. It's it's great. I yeah, recommend overall, it. I, overall, I, I really did like it. Yeah. And like I said, that's free on uh, Amazon Prime if you have Amazon. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so moving on to a movie that we, unfortunately, I, I knew going into this movie that it probably wasn't going to be as good based on reviews when it came out. But I was still very interested in about it oh, because scary. at least the trailer made it look really good. Yeah, it did. The trailer made it look great, and uh, the and the the story itself, it's a the real story. life story, is compelling. It's uh, yeah. The uh, the movie we're talking about is Winchester <clears throat> from 2018. Uh, this is directed by the Spearig brothers. Uh, the Spearig brothers have a good track record, at least with us. They did Jigsaw, which not the greatest Saw movie, but we still enjoyed it. It's well, good. It's a Saw movie. So, we liked it. Yeah, it but they also did saying. Daybreakers, which was a really cool vampire I like flick. Daybreakers. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. With um, I can't think of his name. Ethan Hawke. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And Ethan Will, Hawk and, and Willem uh, Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. I, I actually liked it a lot. I haven't I, seen yeah. it in a while. I need to rewatch it. But uh, we saw it in theaters, I think. Didn't we? 
Did we? I want to say we did. I feel like we watched it at the Harbors, maybe. Did we? Eh, we might have saw it. At the, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Harbors Theaters? Oh, the Harbors yeah. Theaters. Mm. The elusive Harbors Theaters. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, ensconced in her sprawling California mansion, eccentric firearm heiress Sarah Winchester believes she is haunted by the souls of people killed by the Winchester repeating rifle. Now, that synopsis is actually true. This is a true story. The heiress of the Winchester repeating rifle, mm-hmm. um, Sarah Winchester, legitimately did think that she was haunted in her house by all of the souls that her gun manufacturer killed. Right. And in response, she built this insane mansion in California that makes no sense. California. Doors and windows open to brick walls. Staircases lead to nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's like it like uh you can open cabinets and it leads to hallway. The, yeah. Nothing makes sense in this yeah. house and this is a real life thing. Um and uh so this this movie writes itself. Or the story rather exactly. writes itself. Yeah. Unfortunately what we got was just a mess unfortunately what we got is uh people taking a story that writes itself and then rewriting it yeah it doesn't it's to, to try and make it scary it's just prime and example of what happens miserably. to reboots there's already a good story yeah and they try to rewrite them and usually they Yeesh. just don't work so the problem is uh the the story as it is right now like the real life story it would be a it'd be a drama probably oh yeah uh, it's spooky you know like great drama. like spooky eerie drama but a drama nonetheless they wanted to take this and turn it into a horror movie mm. And unfortunately their their way the their way of turning it into a horror movie is it's it's just like picture the sixth sense because we decided last night while looking at my horror movie collection that it is a drama. <laughs> we decided this last night. That's a whole different thing. It is. But picture of the sixth sense just littered with ineffective jump scares. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what they did. They go, we need to make this movie scary. So every fifteen minutes Zoom the camera in real close and make something pop out. Wow. That was their version of making this movie scary. Yeah. And it, there was not a single <clears throat> jump scare in this movie that was effective. No. They were lame. No, Every were all... single one of them was like it was it was like a cheesy haunted house. Like that's actually what it reminded like a like, like a, the the way they Halloween st- haunted house. The way they started this movie was very effective when uh um uh, what was her name? Uh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Snook's Snook. character. She was, uh, Marion uh, Marriott. When yep. she, she when she wakes up, so her and her son are. Uh, she's she is uh, Sarah Winchester's niece. There to, she's a guest in the house, but she's all kind also of kind of kind of a caretaker because uh, keeps an eye on her. The 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 board of. Um, you know the 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 Winchester. Uh, the board of Winchester. They the kinda, board of Winchester. The board of Winchester. They think that Sarah is losing her mind, yep. and they're like, "This woman's not fit to be the the main shareholder of our company but anymore." But she owns fifty one percent. Exactly. So, um, Marion and her son are there. They're kind of they're guests in the house, but they're also sort of you know keeping an eye on her. But the way they started the movie off with. Uh, Sarah waking up in the middle of the night and her son is suddenly walking, Jason from Friday the 13th part two walking around the house creepily with a burlap sack over his head and then uh, and then saying cryptic things that's the direction you go it's in creepy. that's fine just keep it's, it keep it creepy 
You don't need to do the scares. No. This is not the type of movie where you need the scares. Just keep it creepy and, and, even, un- and unsettling. And even when they pulled the sack off of his head, he had these milky white piercing eyes, which were fucking creepy as yeah, hell. Yeah, it was like his eyes had uh, like cataracts a, like a, or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like, like a glaze over yeah. his eyes. Like that's spooky. It was super spooky, but then the way that they did it, though, is he just blinked and they were gone. Right. And it, it was like really effective. Yeah. Like, this movie's going to be awesome. Right. This is how it is. The first 10 Critics minutes of this be movie. Like, like even, I, I guess even, it, it, I was really enjoying this movie for the first uh, probably, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes. Sure. I was really, really enjoying it. The backstory I don't know behind, if I enjoyed it that long. I, I would say the first half an hour, yes, it I was, started to... I was enjoying it as a drama. Okay. Like, the story I thought was really cool. I did, like, when they introduced Jason Clark's character, uh, Dr. Eric Price. Mm-hmm. What he was going through with, uh, you know, he was, he uh, he had lost his wife, right? Yes. Oh, and actually he, so he was involved in an accident with a, a Winchester repeating rifle. Yes, he was. So. He actually died. He took a bullet for his wife. Which is the very reason that uh, Sarah Winchester called on him to come and do the, the, um. No, it was the board. No, the, it was the board that called on him. Sarah didn't want her there. No, no, no. Sarah called on him specifically to come and do her mental evaluation because she knew that he had been shot with a Winchester rifle and actually died for like three minutes. Oh, is that? I, I didn't catch and, that part. Okay. And so she figured, you now have a connection to the other people who have been killed by Winchester rifles. It's like you have a bias. And so when you come to my house and you start seeing this shit that I'm seeing because you have this weird connection, it'll... There will be no doubt because you're uh, you're an educated man. You're an educated man who can use logic to explain what's going on. But if things that you see defy all logic, the 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 most logical explanation is that you're actually seeing spirits in my house. Are you? But it's it sets it up in a very cool way because they set it up in the beginning of the movie that he's uh, obviously still grieving the loss mm-hmm. of his wife. So he's his, he's taking laudanum. His which, introduction is very similar to Johnny Depp's character in From Hell. Oh yeah, totally. It. It's yeah. very 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 similar. Absolutely, yeah. He's he's, he's shacking he's up. Drug addicted, basically shacking up with a bunch of sluts, <laughs> and um, gets called on to do this very important thing. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, because, sorry, sorry, whores. <laughs> I'm sorry, whores. Um, it's the PC world we live in. <laughs> well, because even he realizes when when that guy from the board of trustees shows up at his door, he's like, "This is very un- very unorthodox. <clears throat> Why is somebody from halfway across the country trying to get me to come and do a mental evaluation when you could ask literally any doctor from California?" That guy, by the way, what the guy that showed up and uh, who was a representative of the board? Mustache. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, he was in Mad Max Two. Oh, he was. Who way was he? back in the day. Yep. He, I don't, he wasn't was that, anybody was that big. Arthur, Arthur Gates? Uh, Tyler Coppin? I believe that was his name, yeah. No. Hmm. He was in uh, Mad Max 2, though. Oh, okay. Not a big part, but he was in it. Hmm. Funny how these character actors just kind of get around, even if they're not big parts or yeah. whatever. They've, they've seen some shit, though. Like, they've, <laughs> they've been around. I've seen some things, man. Um, are you sure, though, that Sarah was the one that requested him? Yes. I don't think that it was. Yeah, Because it was. I'm pretty sure, no, because I'm pretty sure it was the board that came to him because they thought they could pay him off because he was in so much debt and they knew it. They were trying to pay no, him she, off they were, to they, give them the answer they wanted that say that she was medically unfit. They were delivering the message that she gave them to deliver to him. 
I didn't see. I didn't get that. The com- I didn't convince pick that up. convincing him. It's you don't need to pick it up. It was all there in the dialogue. Uh, convincing him to come halfway across the country or where the, wherever the hell he was. I can't remember where he was exactly, but convincing him to come across the country was was uh, would have been tough enough. But she knew, because remember when, when she first sits down with him to have an interview, she starts asking him about, asking him about his debts uh-huh. and his addictions. Uh-huh. She knows exactly who he is. There's there's no doubt about yeah, that. I she, guess. she specifically requested him because the board of trustees was saying, we need to get Sarah evaluated. And she's like, I know I'm not crazy, so I'm going to bring somebody else in who has... Uh, a connection to this company and possibly to the spirits that I'm seeing as much as as much as I do. I guess where I got confused then is because when the board when the guy comes, the representative of the board comes, he goes, How much would it take you to get you to come here? He says three hundred. He goes, We'll give you six hundred if you give us the diagnosis that we want. Which was to get her out of power. That's why they offer him the extra money. So why would that make sense for her it doesn't make sense because she has she has an unmeasurable amount of money for the time, right? She knows that she need, she knows that he's the only doctor because any any other doctor who comes into that house is gonna watch her for two days and be like, oh yeah, this bitch is crazy. So she specifically says, I I want this doctor, and the board of trustees is like, all right, we'll just take any old doctor. And so she sends she sends them over and says, offer him whatever whatever he wants. Have him come here. We'll okay. get this thing out of the way. I think that I think that at this point you and I are a bit in, in past because I did not take it the way that you're taking it. Mm. So we 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 saw this scene play out in two very different ways. She addresses she addresses several well, times in the movie that she specifically wanted him to come there. I don't remember that whatsoever. You also I fell really, asleep for I, half of this at movie. At the very no, I, half bullshit. You were a couple of minutes at the end. You didn't full. Was late. You didn't full on fall asleep, but you had no. this. You had this look on your face a lot. This no. one where you're, I could tell that you were using your eyebrows to try and pull your eyelids up. I'm gonna rewatch this. Yes, and I'm gonna tell you you're wrong. I'm I'm not wrong. <laughs> so you're making me rewatch this movie. Yeah. All right. Yes, I am. Um, no, but let's let's, let's get into that. Is, that all aside, that's yeah. kind of irrelevant to be honest. Yeah, with I'm you. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> that's irrelevant. The reason not, that this right. movie didn't work is. It was the execution, straight out. It was the execution. Yeah. It just like we like we had mentioned before. There's a story that writes itself, and they tried to rewrite it in a way that literally took away everything that was interesting about the story. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I actually, I I do like one thing. I will say, I do like the inclusion of of the um the Eric the Doctor Eric Price character. Yeah. Um, I do like his character. I get that, and 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 that wasn't. Um, that wasn't a legit thing. He wasn't real. That never happened. But right. it was a fun way to get into the nooks and crannies of the character of Sarah Winchester. Right. They just didn't use it right. No. You know, like, I'm convinced that Helen Mirren lost a bet, and that's why she was in this movie. Like, <laughs> why is Dame Helen Mirren one of the finest actors of not only this, but previous generations? It really is. Yeah. She is incredible. And incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is she doing in this movie? Yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, at the, I'm, it's a, 
I, I just it's, it's it's mind-boggling to me. It really is. The actual story is a pretty fascinating piece of American history. So maybe she just thought, oh, this will be nice. Uh-huh. Like let's let's do a cool movie about this weird house in in California and this yeah, strange I, lady who I some was... people thought was crazy and some people thought, oh, she's just trying to escape some weird ghost. But God, the dialogue sucked. Some yeah. of the lines that they had Dame Helen Mirren do were like, oh my gosh, why would you? Why don't you improv that well, line my, with something better? Because there was some least, real shit stuff in there. At least they had super original lines for her to say, like, this is a spirit more powerful than I've ever felt. It's the most cookie cutter, like, ghost also, line Also ever. within the context, when she's like, like... Like yeah, it's it's just looking like, ar- looking around the room with a paranoid look. Yeah, it's it was really bad. I've the the jokes on the inside of popsicle sticks are written better than the, some of the dialogue <laughs> in this movie. Like they really are. Like <laughs> it's just like I don't get it. Like it, I don't know, man. I I said to you after we watched this movie that this movie feels a lot like studio interference. Like yeah, this to me felt like maybe the Spirit Brothers because I know that they're capable of making good movies with yeah. good narratives. Mm-hmm. And it seems odd to me that they would go from that to this. And it's like, I, I just wonder if this was a victim of the fact of studio executives just thinking they're you know, doing what they do and just watering down and dulling down everything until we got what we got. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that. Other, otherwise, I'm losing faith in, in everything. Right. <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. It just, it's... Yeah. I don't know, man. I told you when we got to the end of this movie, I was like, the the last 45 minutes of this movie actually make, made me mad. Because I, and I that I don't, I don't get like that with very many movies. Like, I'm usually pretty damn entertainable mm-hmm. with anything. Yeah. You know, like you can show me some pretty shit movies. And this movie, like I said, it had so much promise in the beginning. They could have just kept it that creepy, eerie like spectral ghost sort of like the jump scares with the with the the mirror turning and the the actual like physical like the ghosts all had a greenish skin a little just bit, like yeah. a really shitty looking i, I just it was oh, it just bugged me i will say the so one stupid. i will say this the, the the bit of a twist that there was at the end of the movie mm-hmm. i actually did like what was that? There was a character that you didn't realize oh. was a character yeah. that was in the whole movie, and then you don't realize until the very end who he actually is. That actually worked out quite well. But then they did too much with him. They did. He they ended did. up being the main antagonist for the entire movie, mm-hmm. right? And it was like it, that that final scene in the in the uh, the gun display room. Yeah. God, was that terrible? Yeah. It just, it just wasn't. It could have been fine. It just wasn't executed. Well. Yeah. You know, um, and like we were talking about this afterwards, it almost makes us want to rewatch the movie to see how his character interplays in the beginning before you yeah. actually know who he is. Yeah, it's why it, I mean, we give spoilers for better movies. Why why not give this away? There is basically one of the hired help in the house turns out to not even be alive. He's a ghost the entire time, yeah. and you don't know that till the very end. Right. And so now we said we want to go back and watch it and see how did this ghost interact with all of the other characters because they put him in there. As though he's just a normal guy, and even the but re- it's not. even the reveal of that could have been so much more effective because, uh, at, like he's he's leading um, Jason Clark's uh, Eric Price 
he's leading him somewhere in the house and he's like, oh, yeah, so you need to come this way, sir, uh-huh. and blah, blah, blah. And he's telling him all this stuff. And then they get to one of the staircases that leads to nowhere. Yep. And instead of Eric Price turning around and the guy just being gone, he turns around and it's it's not even the same actor. I don't even know if you noticed that or not. No, I didn't. It's not even the same actor. It's a, a guy who's, at least to me, he looked like he was physically much more husky in bad ghost makeup. And he says, yeah, you're all going to die. And then he disappears. Was he Edgar from uh, <laughs> Mad Black? <laughs> Water with sugar. <laughs> um, and he, and then he disappears. And then Eric goes back and says, uh, you know, something's wrong with your 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 uh, servant. Like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, who are you talking about? He's like, this boy. And they're like, oh, my God, is it this guy in the newspaper who's been dead for 20 years? Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of gave that away already because you just showed him as a spooky, stupid green ghost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would have been so much more effective if he would have led him to that staircase (laughs) that went to nowhere and then he turned around to say something to him and the guy was gone. That would have been awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he goes back and he finds Sarah and he's like, oh, this guy's acting weird. And this house is so weird they could have played with that. The movie is about the house. They should have played with the house more and they really didn't. Yeah, like the the hallways that lead to nowhere, the doors that open to brick walls, like that, they really didn't play with that enough at all. At all. No. They, they they were more obsessed with the fact that the house was being built all the time. They right. spent more more time with the builders of the house and showing them building it yeah. than the actual house itself. Which is I mean that's that's an interesting part of it is, the history of the Winchester house. But it didn't house, need to be it didn't need to be what it was though. No. So here's a here's a here's a fun part of this uh movie going experience. <laughs> At the beginning, of, before we even started the movie... This is I, the best part of the movie, by the way. I looked up the Winchester house on uh, on maps, you know. I, I got out my, my phone. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I think it's in California. And, and you're like, oh, I didn't know it was in California. So I looked it up. I typed into, uh, you know, my, my Apple Maps app. Mm-hmm. I said, Winchester house. And it popped up, San Jose, California. And it had a phone number. So I just decided to call it. <laughs> and when I... It called, it gave me an automated response, and it told me that I could talk it's to several Winchester different... the Winchester Mystery House. Yes, yes, the That's Winchester Mystery House. And so it gave me all these different options for who I could talk to, and then finally it just said, to talk to an attendant, press zero. So I did, and uh, nobody answered, so I left a message. I kind of left a message in sort of a southern accent. You were you were impress you're impersonating your cousin to the best uh, of your ability. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, we 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 were just about to watch this movie uh, Winchester and I just wanted to know if there's anything that I should know about this movie before going into it if it's historically accurate or anything like that. And <laughs> I left the message. You did not leave like, your number. That's I important. didn't leave my name. I didn't leave my number. I was like, I'll, you know, it, it is what it is. They're going to get a funny message in the morning yep. and that'll be it. Uh, and I'm at the Apple Orchard with Sadie today and I get a phone phone call and I look at the caller ID, uh, ID and it says, does it actually say Winchester Mystery House? Let me see. Hold on. Winchester Mystery House, <laughs> San Jose, California. I was like, oh no. So I picked up. And I purposely deepened my voice a little bit. It's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just calling. I got a message from you. I was just wondering if there's anything that you wanted to know about the Winchester Mystery House. <laughs> oh, you know what that was? Is my buddy got a hold of my phone. He was just goofing around. He called you. <laughs> I didn't have anything. Cl- like, I wish I would have actually asked her some, some questions. Yeah. 
but I, then I remembered that the you were picking the apples, message that I was the message that I left was so stupid. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna look like an idiot if I ask any questions right now. So I was like, Nah, that was a buddy of mine. He was just being a tool. So, <laughs> <laughs> but they actually called me back. It's uh, that was pretty nice of them. We should we 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 need to like prank call people more often on the show. I don't That's even know I about think. prank call. Like like if they were still open right now, which obviously they're not because it's one a.m. So it's eleven. 10 over there Mm -hmm. uh it'd be fun to call places like that and not even prank call them just like that girl was willing to give me information on the house it'd be cool to pick their brain about certain aspects of it you know what i mean it would be cool so but almost like doing interviews except for we don't want to do interviews because we're too awkward with people exactly this could be a good gateway though (laughs) that's it the gateway drug Um, interviews speaking of it being 1 a.m yeah um she's she's it's time to wrap her up. Yeah, I, there's not much more to say about Winchester. I, I would not necessarily recommend it to people. Neither would Unfortunately, I. Unfortunately, um, no. there is another Winchester House movie on something. And I forget where we watched it at. But um, uh, We rented it on Voodoo. We rented right? it on Voodoo. There was yeah. another one listed. I don't know if that one's any good or not. But, I'm curious. Um, I'm going to watch it just to see what the hell it is. I just want but, there to uh, be a good Winchester movie. If Maybe watch a documentary about it. Yeah. Like, that's probably your best bet. Or read a book. Or listen to a book. Or listen to that or, book on audio. Or listen on to Audible. a book on audibletrial.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Um, yeah, but uh, this movie, as far as, you know, if you want to actually get a good sense of what the Winchester Mystery House is all about, this is not the movie. No. And if you want to see terrible jump scares, this is the movie. That's very true. <laughs> all right, so that's pretty much it for this week. Eh? Yep, that's it. Um, pizza death. We have pizza, pizza death, death rolling again, we or are actually, we just gonna? Well, here's what we decided. We added something new to the wheel of pizza death. Okay. And in order to give it a proper trial run, we're just going to do it next week. All right. This is a new segment that we like to call. You haven't seen what? <laughs> Mike named this, not me. I did, I did. <laughs> he didn't so, run this by us first. This is basically the spiritual successor to uh, movies that make Mike a douche. Yes. Only it's going to be twofold. We're going to pick a movie that I am a complete moron for not seeing mm-hmm. and a movie that you are a complete moron for not seeing well. within our genre of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie that I am picking, and I am almost embarrassed to even admit this, yeah, just, yeah. I have never seen The Blob. 1980s blob? Yes. I've, I've never seen it. Okay. It's one that I get ridiculed all the time for. So I'm right, going to finally right, put this one to bed. Rightfully so. Yeah, I'm going to finally you, put this one to bed. Okay. Uh, the one that I realized that I don't think I've ever seen in its entirety is uh, The Hills Have Eyes, the original. Yeah. Yeah. Hills Have Eyes. Which we've both seen each other's movies, right? Because you've seen The Blob. I've se- oh, yeah, I've seen I, The Blob. I've seen Hills Have times. Eyes countless times um, so this will be fun yeah i've seen bits and pieces of it but i don't think i've ever sat down and watched the entire thing yeah. so that's my so, pick for this week so next week is the uh, inaugural episode of you haven't seen what <laughs> we're, just, gonna, we're like gonna have to make name. some kind of drop for that <laughs> uh jay do you want to pick one or are you uh i i gotta think on that man okay Jay will let us know. Jay, Jay I've seen put, a lot of the classics. This could this could possibly be a two movie or a three three movie episode. Or we'll, just or we'll say Jay's Jay for decides. the next. You haven't seen what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Sounds good. Uh, well, that's it for this week. Then, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and soundcloud at the buzzkill podcast uh you can also find us on twitter at the buzzkill pc please remember to check out our audible link at audibletrial.com slash the buzzkill podcast get yourself a free book baby 
And if you want to find J-Rodg, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. All right, boys. All right, gentlemen, it's late. Let's get the F out of here. Yes, let's. Cheers, boys. Try to have a good night. Yeah.